Bam, we're live. That we are. Oh, maybe should I call him from the... Uh, maybe I should call him from the... Maybe I should call him from the... So you guys can hear. Let's see. <sighs> I can't wait to take this first sip of coffee at 7.30 p.m. Vindicate Travis, hi, yo, DJ Reed. Not an accidental show this time. Heidi, hi, clock cutter. Uh, hello, uh, Sarah Cooper. Woo-hoo. I'm making a live. Uh, Jessica Rose, I'm so tired. I hope I can stay up for this, DJ Reed. Are you a real DJ? Uh, Damien Castro, what's up, brother? Uh, I saw your email come in. I have not uh, read it uh, yet, but I did see it. Opened it and then quickly marked it as unread. DJ Hold Strong. Hey, Damien. Uh, DJ, just some C4. Mm, who else? Goo Wop smoking a bowl before 1030. What country are you in? A bowl. Smoking a bowl. I don't think I've said that in a long time. Uh, Chris Corradino. Hi, this thumbnail vindicate. Can you get him a CEO toga? Uh, a little bourbon and a little Sevon. do we know if there are any guests there are not any guests i don't even know where uh Sousa is i guess i could start with uh opening up the phone lines did i thank you guys this morning for how great you guys have been making the shows i was thinking wow what a what a cast of characters and comments and guests and dude the show is just nuts how is everyone says bruce wayne uh bam we're live the Fergie show, uh, you know, you don't look anything like your profile picture. I mean, kind of. That it's like the really cleaned up biz. It's like that's the game show host, uh, game show host version of you right there. Um, I wonder if, uh, if and when the show gets gigantic, if I'll just like how how will I find you guys in here? Uh, Mr. Schweitzer Scott, hi, I. Uh, I started uh, watching your uh, Rift. Uh, your uh, uh, it's on Clydesdale Media. It's rift, rifting, 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 rifting with Scott. A little perseveration there. A uh, guwap Sevon BDE. Big Dick Energy. Okay, okay. I'm I'm trying to come with it. I was a little. I got a little gassed fidgeting with uh, Susie at the house. I felt like I was, I'm too old to be fidgeting with shit like that now. I don't know if too old is the right word. I'm too seasoned. Uh, turn on subscriptions, then subscribers show up in green. Oh. I wonder how I, I, I would probably need to be over on YouTube. Maybe when uh, Susa comes on, I will mention that to him. Do we have it turned on so only subscribers can comment? That would be awesome too. By the way, that uh, that that message that Sousa put out for subscribers, that was awesome. We jumped on the Hiller bandwagon and said, hey, please subscribe all of you. And there was like 41 uh, new subscribers. That's really cool. That week, that this last week with uh, just this whole crew of people that we've had on. Um, no, no Hiller tonight. I don't know if Hiller, I don't know if Hiller can handle a live call-in show. I think I have to have like different subjects. You know what I mean? Like I, I was actually talking to him on the phone the other day and I was like, hey, we should watch a bunch of the same movies and like do some movie reviews too. Like he just watched the menu and I haven't watched that. Um, yeah, can't make changes to YouTube from StreamYard. Yeah, 
I don't want to open YouTube up. That shit will confuse me. Talk about Danny Spiegel. Um, highly gifted and hardworking games athlete with um, a lot of provocative pictures on her Instagram. There he is. Oh, good night, Jeffrey. Good night, Moon. He can bring himself on, even though I'm in, I'm, I'm I'm tempted just to bring him on. He can push it. Oh, I'm not talking about that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I didn't like that. I don't want to talk about her like that. I'll, I'll make fun of her, but I'm not. I'm not being mean to her. Not, oh, hold on. Here comes Suza. Hey, oh, it's like loading now. That was weird. Oh, okay. Are you on? Yeah, you I you're on too. Am I live right now? You are. Weird. Okay. No, no. I mean, you're live on the phone. Oh, there you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Hillerfit out. No, I mean, he's not out. He's just, he's like, I was talking, I just, I just don't know if he's, okay, I hear it. Let me, let me tell you, you guys ready for this? This is the most insane thing I've ever shown you guys. No. I went back. Yeah, it is, Susa. I went back at 329. I, I'll, I'll keep talking while you get settled in. I, this, I, I went back and forth. Do I show this? And I start thinking of the people who are going to see it, right? Like my mom, Jeffrey Birchfield, Sousa. I'm just like, God, I don't know if I can play this. I don't even know if this is, oh, Sousa's gone. I don't even know if this is true. I'm working, we're, we'll do some live investigating about this. While we're on the air, I'll Google some names and find out if this is true. But it's about a, I think it's about a, a Nobel Prize winner. Who from, from 1976. I don't know if there's, for, for the, there's, there's no forgiveness for what this guy did. I'll tell you that. Oh, what? I haven't, I'm four videos behind now on, um, I see you, Sousa. I see you with your hair covered up. Um, he can't hear me or else he would have smiled. Um, I, I need to catch up. I, I'm, tomorrow we have Travis Mayer on, uh, Alexis Raptus, and the great Patrick Vellner. And so um, between that and trying to make the commercials for Wadapalooza and entertaining Sousa while he's at my house. And uh, I, I had a nice – it's been a while since I've spoken to the great Will Brandstetter, and I was having a nice text exchange with him. I have three kids. Everything's been um, – Everything's been, I've been busy, 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 busy. I was at the skate park for three hours today. Oh, do you guys want to see that? Look at this. Here, let me bring this up while Sousa unf unfucks himself here. Let me see. Uh, Sevon Rinsta. I'm so, I'm, I'm so proud of this kid. So proud of all three of them, but this is just uh, really cool. Let me see. Oh, shit. We have an internet problem. Oh, here we go. My kids are watching Star Wars in the other room. Tell me, let me know if my internet acts weird today. Uh, there goes Sousa again. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This happened at the skate park today. This is pretty cool. I'm a little uh tickled by this. Prior to this, prior to this, you couldn't, uh, couldn't do this. You couldn't clear that little whatever that is that ledge. Today, he cleared it by like three feet. He's never been able to clear that. That's right. Wow, great. 
And there was another boy there, eight-year-old boy there today, a few months older than um, Avi. And he skated so good. He skated so good. I'd say he's he's equal to Avi. And um, I asked the mom, how often does he skate? And she's like, every day. And I'm like, yep. That, that's the only way you can get that good. Only way you can get that good. Yeah, crazy, right? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, you know what was interesting, though? She told me that her son's really into skateboarding. And, like, when he's not at the skate park, he's looking through Thrasher Magazine, and he's saying stuff like, when I go to the skate park, I'm going to practice this, and I'm going to practice that. And he seems really passionate. My kids, um, so their primary things are piano, skateboarding, jiu-jitsu, and tennis. These things happen almost every day. Oh, like, not seven days a week, but but seven days a week. If you, there's, it, It's always happening. Like, I didn't know we were going to go to the skate park today for three, three hours. And, but they're never, um, it's just life to them. They're never like, I can't wait to get on the tennis court. You know, they're not like, oh my God, I just love skateboarding. It's just, it, it's, it's just, yeah. Did I say jujitsu? Jujitsu striking. They do, like, there's something there. They do that almost seven days a week. Now that they know how to train themselves, it's going to be, I have a feeling it's going to start being like two a days because they can just go on YouTube and watch that shit. But, the, but they're not, um, it's all, it's not forced. They don't push back. They're not like, no, I don't want to go. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll ratchet up the piano and uh, tennis videos. Um, I'll show you guys one more thing here that, that I think you'll find interesting because it lets you see into my house and see the, um, And see the, the, where is that? Where is that video? See the craziness, basically, of, of how, it's, how it's run. Oh, I don't know where that video is. But it's not uncommon for one of them to be doing school, one of them to be doing striking, and someone to be on the piano. It's just a, it's just a whole smorgasbord of stuff. Imagine if a live call-in show got more donations than a Fronin interview. I'd love to imagine that. Hey, you know what? You know, we know what this weekend did. It brought in two two really big sniffers, uh, sponsors that were were sniffing around because uh, there was so much interaction and, and wildness on the show. Lucky camera straps, thank you from Australia. So generous, thank you. Um, love you uh, guys catching the show live, Natalie. Hi, nice hair. My goodness, Charlie's Angels, nineteen seventy. Look at that. Look at that. Everyone's like, "Hi, Natalie. Hey, how are you with here?" Your hair using your straightener, your straightener. Okay, this is this is going to be a bit of a downer here, uh, Mister Zombie. Hi, always with the donations. Thank you, very generous. Uh, okay, here we go. You guys ready? I don't want to kill the donations, but here here we go. This is just absolutely batshit crazy. I I uh, I I don't know. I, I I do need to show it. So let's just get it over with. We we'll get it over with, and then and then the show will become funnier. Okay. Then we'll just we'll do this, and then um and then and then we'll move on. We'll we'll just be like, wow. Uh, here we go. Uh, brace yourself. Uh, now is a good time to t- t- take a uh, potty break if you're uh sensitive. Uh, like I said, I think this is probably the craziest thing I've ever shared on the uh show. And um, I wish Susa was here. Uh, and here we go. Oh, 
once taken a kid to my bed. They have come to my bed, and I am no one to kick them out. If they hug me and I find them playing with my cock, I say, good on you, I play with theirs. I'll do it now and with great pleasure. With three or four hundred boys who had sex with me from eight and ten and twelve, one hundred percent have run into my bed, jumped in without my mentioning it, and asked for sex. I have never asked for it. I'm, all boys want a lover. That was Dr. Daniel Gajdusek, who worked for the NIH and won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1976, who lived in Boston's Children's Hospital for nine years. Holy shit. Won the Nobel Peace Prize in 19... Let, let, let's, let's start there. Let's start there. Uh, Susan, look up who won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1976. Let's, before we go anywhere else, let's, let's do just some minimal fact-checking here. The, the concerns are that it's the Boston Children's Hospital who is now doing the um, uh, chopping off the uh, body parts of kids at their request and at the parents' requests. Uh, th- this guy, uh, Corey, who's been on the show, is reporting that this guy won the Nobel Prize in 1976... And uh, yeah, he said it. He said kids were uh, playing with his cock and he was playing with theirs. And there was like three or four hundred boys. He did that, too. And uh, Nobel Peace Prize. Okay, so we have a problem already here. Okay. Well, good. I hope this story is not true. (laughs) God, I hope this story is not true. Here we go. Uh, uh, Do you want to play it again? uh, Another one. So you can see his name. Yeah, I, I barely caught any of that video. I have no idea what we're talking about. Okay. My, my computer was screwed up, and I couldn't hear anything when I first came on. To type in uh, type in Nobel Peace Prize winners, and, l- and let me see a list of their names. And Maybe he had the year wrong. Dude uh, has uh, convinced himself that he's not a monster. What a psycho. Yeah, it, it is. It's uh, Let's see. Um, I wonder if this uh, has him as a list. Oh, yeah, j- put, put show more. Let me see. Let's uh, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Because maybe this guy didn't even work at the children's uh, hospital. Uh, let me see. Go back even further. Oh, can we go back? It doesn't look like from this link, but... Oh, go down a little lower. It said all Nobel Peace Prizes. Here. Okay, let's see this. Uh, keep going. What are you going go to the back 70s? to like the 70s. Yeah, let me see. Then I'll recognize... Uh, to, um, 73. 75. 76. Maybe they took his name off. Maybe they took his name off. We'll have to get his name and Google his name. Okay, let's keep going a little bit more, and I'll pause it next time I see his name pop on the screen. Okay. I'll look at Jeremy E. World. Next story, please. Yeah, it's brutal, right? You'll, you'll have to figure oh, it out. Oh, Nobel. Uh, it's not. I think it's Nobel Prize, not Peace Prize. Nobel Prize? All right. I know. Oh, there are multiple categories for Nobel Peace Prize? Well, what's the dude's name? Here, let's just search his name. Okay. There he is. Okay. Carlton, C-A-R-L-E-T-O-N. Oh, it says he was the co-winner. And his last name is Gajusek, G-A-J-D-U-S-E-K, G-A-J-D-U-S-E-K. Next topic, police, says Jody Lynn. 
That's the problem. Everybody wants to run away from this shit. Nobody wants to address it. Uh, Nobel Prize in uh, Physiology of, or, or Medicine in 1976. Well, looky, looky. There he is. My goodness. Okay, let's listen oh, a little bit the, more. There it is or, with the child molestation. Oh, child molestation allegations and convictions. My goodness. Uh, in the course of his research in South Pacific, had brought 56 mostly male children back to live with him in the United States. He pleaded guilty in 1997. He was sentenced to 12 months in jail. They, wow. Guys, 1976 is not that long ago. Mm-mm. After he was released, he was permitted to serve a five-year unsupervised probation. In Europe. Yeah. Guys, Boston's Children's Hospital. Okay, here we go. Oh, sorry, sorry. Switch it out? Yeah, please. In prison, One when year this in prison. predator admittedly took advantage of three to four hundred boys between the ages of eight to twelve. Uh, I'd rather talk about Craig Ritchie. Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> hey, it was a long time ago, but yeah, I, I, I hear you. It's probably thousands. I know. It's probably thousands. Here we go. Let's check out what Boston Children's Hospital's up to now. Is very similar to most hysterectomies that occur. A hysterectomy itself is the removal of the uterus, the cervix, which is the opening of the uterus, and the fallopian tubes, which are attached to the sides of the uterus. Some gender affirming hysterectomies will also include the removal of the. Boston's Children's Hospital talk about removing, doing hysterectomies on kids. Okay, you guys get it. Uh, uh, do not leave your kids alone. Jeez Louise. Do not give your kids a cell phone. I mean, just parent them. Just just do some normal parenting shit, okay? Let's just do some normal – just parent them. Don't usher them down the path of, 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 of wearing dresses and like give your, give your kid a, a straight line of what it means to be a person. Keep them busy and, uh, and, and, and celebrate – when they do good things, celebrate the things you want them to and the other things don't give any energy to. Just don't give any energy to those things. And don't assume anybody with a degree or education is a holier than thou. Oh, my goodness. That's the biggest thing. Oh, my goodness. Well, they must be yeah. fine. They're a doctor, right? Like, they wore a suit here, so they must be a good person. It's like, hey, and isn't it the – this was supposed to be a fun Saturday night. Oh. <laughs> isn't, isn't the irony here, too, is that this morning – I didn't even do this on purpose. This morning, um, uh, uh, they are. Uh, Craig Ritchie's uh, clothing line is uh, sponsoring this podcast. That's right. Uh, Hustle, Hustle is coming out with a CEO shirt that um, is – 3,000 sizes too big. Um, uh, This morning, we heard from Paige, who who was checked on by Dr. Nassar, the guy uh, who was fondling all the uh, female uh, U.S. gymnasts. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing the mood down. I know. But but sometimes we got to come down so we can go back up. (laughs) I got to come back down so we can go back up. Yeah. So, so by, uh, by the way, uh, Excellent interview with Paige. Very adult conversation for her. She's great. I real I realize that I'm 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 maturing. I'm getting into my mature years because I just feel like I'm just talking to all my kids now. It's cool. I'm I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that without like without lecture. I'm trying not to lecture them. Um, 
I'm, I'm coming out with the CEO shirt, three sizes too small for Danny Spiegs. Oh, that's a good idea. The Danny Spiegel edition. Oh my God, Travis, my kids love their CEO shirts. Love them. Love them. Uh-oh, we're in big trouble. Uh-oh, we are in big trouble. Hi. Hi, Jody. Hi, I'm sorry. Savant. I'm done. No, I just wanted to, I was just thinking that page interview was so good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I get a little nervous about first-time interviews. Thank you, especially with the youngins. No, your questions were so good, and that Nassar situation was so weird. Right? It's a small world, man. Thank God she didn't get affected by that. Right, right. And what's crazy is what she said. The parents, some of the parents, I heard the interview of one of the parents, and the parents were in the room, and Nassar looked at the parents and goes, do you want me to give her the special checkup? And they're like, sure. Okay. Oh, and then he molested yeah, the girl right there, but he had the the girl's back to the parents, and they didn't even get to see it. It's nuts. Fucked. It fucking Crazy. nuts. Hey, Crazy. but that's how pe- much people trust doctors. I mean, we know that sixty nine percent of this country is t- taken, you know, at least one of these uh, injections. It's like okay, and yeah. if you if you dispute it, you're a monster, and you should climb back under the rock you came from. If you have any questions, right? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, okay. Well, I thank you. It's the East Coast time, so I may fall asleep during this. So okay. keep it lively. Okay. Oh, maybe I'll <laughs> soothe you to sleep. I'll talk in a deeper voice. <laughs> okay. Go to sleep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Go to uh, sleep. I want to say, I, I, I wanna say hello to all the chat. Okay. Say hi. All my all my friends in the chat. All your love homies. You. Okay. Love you, too. <laughs> I'll, I'll you. Uh, Good night. Love you. Oh, that's the that Susan likes it when I, kiss, when I kiss my brothers. <laughs> Well, Jody's gotten the special a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, wild to think Paige was so young to know to uh, to know who Rich was or not know. Yeah, I mean he's he's yeah. It's so excited we're having Travis Mayer on tomorrow. Okay, three twenty eight. It's called the Punisher. I think I have some that are not like heavy today. That's good. Uh, you are not lecturing them, Sevan. You are very encouraging. Thank you, Melissa. I like your, I've always liked your profile picture. A kiss from Katie, a heart from Sarah. I got 400, uh, I got a 300 mile ride to do on the bike tomorrow. Let's talk about your Harley, Savon. Oh, well, it's sat and it's been sitting in my storage, my storage shed next to my house forever. Oh, this is good. Okay, here we go. See, here we go. Here we go. We'll play this twice to uh, erase the, uh, the past. Here we go. Enjoy. Albert Nelson is hilarious though, because he, he, he went to he went to a BLM protest, a Black Lives Matter protest. There was like hundreds of thousands of black people there, and he specifically only shot and killed like a domestic abuser and a pedophile. <laughs> That's why it's hilarious. Everybody was like, "Oh, he's a white supremacist." I was like, "Nigga, are you sure this nigga's not the Punisher?" Nigga <laughs> 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 woke up and chose justice. <laughs> That's so funny. Kyle Rittenhouse is hilarious though because he he. He went to he went to a BLM protest, a Black Lives Matter protest. There was like hundreds of thousands of black people there, and he specifically only shot and killed like a domestic abuser and a pedophile. <laughs> That's why it's hilarious. Everybody was like, "Oh, he's a white supremacist." I was like, "Nigga, are you sure this nigga's not the Punisher?" Nigga <laughs> 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 woke up and chose justice. <laughs> why is it so hard to see that? That shouldn't even be a joke. But it is because it's so absurd that like, yeah, he, he is the fucking punisher. It, it, once things are framed up by the media, then pushed, it's like, 
it's done. You know, it's like one of those things like you could make something up that's crazy and just completely out of line. And then the next day you could go, oh, we were wrong. Sorry. And then just like end it. But nobody cares about the fact that you said we were wrong. Sorry. Everybody's still just going to run with that first story. He he was on the ground. He'd been knocked down on the ground by a, a guy who had just been released out of prison that day for sodomizing kids 7 to 13 years old. Mm-hmm. The guy was yelling racial epithets. Mm-hmm. Is that is that how you say it? Epithets? Epithet? Epithets oh, or epithets? Epithets? Definitely yelling racial slurs, that's for sure. Yeah. The one that we're okay to say on the show that I'm not going to say now. <laughs> the one that that comic just said. Yelling them, those ones. And he tried to hit him over the head with a skateboard. And that well, guy... That- and that guy took a bullet. Oh, you think I'm conflating the two stories? Yeah, different guys. The first guy, Rosenbaum, that you're talking about, yelled at him and then chased him. And then he got shot. And then after that, Kyle ran towards where the police were after he shot him. And then the other guy, somebody yelled, he's an active shooter. And then the guy with the skateboard chased him and tried to hit him. And that's when he hit him and he fell down. And then he went to go hit him again. And he got shot. Yeah, I guess one of the guys did have a gun. Yeah. And then that was the second guy that chased them down when he was running away after he saw, shot Rosenbaum that pulled the gun and pointed at him and also screwed the whole trial up at, uh, uh, of ever being believed because he was the one that said, oh, so there was a time when you pointed the gun at him. And he goes, well, yeah, I, po- I pointed it at him. And that was the dude that got shot in the bicep. Oh, awesome. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. The that Punisher. Whole, the whole thing Kyle, the Punisher, Rittenhausen. Well, if you thought that there was a, an active shooter and this person was visibly running away from you toward where you could see the police lights going and had his gun down, you know, running away. What would your call be? Would you chase that person and hit him with shoot a him in the back, shoot him in the back. But how do you know it's an active shooter? How do you I don't know. No, I'm saying if I did, like oh. if I saw you shooting up a school and I came up behind you, I would just shoot you in the back. Yeah, for sure. But if you had no information of that and you just heard somebody yell active shooter, and this no. person's running with a gun. What what are your what is your first what is your first reaction? Uh, duck for cover, maybe. Duck for cover. Get the hell out of there. Pay attention to yeah. what you're doing and run away. Yeah. Yeah. When when is it that you're going to go? Oh, the guy with the gun is running away. So let me be the aggressor and hit him with a skateboard. And 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 good point, Steve. It's not an active shooter at that point. Exactly, it's not an active shooter at that point. Yeah, that's right. So that was their whole entire. Um, like the defense that they tried to bring up that they thought he was an active shooter. That's why they were aggressive towards him. But I'm thinking if he's if the active if it's an active shooter and they have the gun down running towards the police, I'm not pursuing that individual. I'm getting the hell out of there. What's happening with uh? I'm gonna look here real quick. Uh, I wonder what's happening with his um, uh, Kyle. I think he got a shit. Isn't he getting like a bunch of money and stuff from all the defamation <clears throat> from the media yeah. and and everything else? Yeah, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, lawsuit. He was recently on um with Tim Pole. I didn't watch it, but I knew that he was on there. He raised. Oh, he what? He went on there. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. The view. Uh, the The view settled the lawsuit filed by Kyle Rittenhouse for twenty two million and issued a formal apology. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so he's he's gonna be he might be set up for life here. Yeah, like twenty two mil. As long as he doesn't do anything stupid, he should be good to go. Well, he's probably got some other people he needs to sue too. Yeah. The View's the one with those crazy ladies, the racist ladies. Yeah. How is that show still on? What's going to happen when? Yeah. If, what's going to happen if the good guys win and they look back in history at those people? 
That's an interesting question. That's an interesting question. Hey, do you know what they're going to say? They're going to say to us the same thing that um that the that we say to people in Germany. How did you let that happen? How mm-hmm. did you let like they're going to be they're going to be saying how did it? Yeah, thirty three. Yeah, pro- at least thirty three percent. Although you know what's weird, Fergie is it said he just raised forty thousand dollars for legal fees. He shouldn't he shouldn't have to raise any money for legal fees if they're taking a percentage. It could uh, be two different legal fees, like the case where he was tried on and then the lawsuit cases. Oh, right. You know, right. like, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, know, that's from 2000. Enough. You're right. That's from 2021. Yeah, I don't know enough about that to really make a call, but that that is just kind of an assumption. Um, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll show you the article since you're wondering. Uh, here we go. It's, it's, it's from AP. Uh, the View uh, has, oh, The View hasn't settled the lawsuit with Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm. Oh. Sorry, I read it wrong. Well, I'm glad I pulled this up. Here it says, The View settled the lawsuit. What the fuck? The View hasn't. And then over here it says, uh, The talk show The View settled the lawsuit filed by Kyle Rittenhouse for $22 million and issued a formal apology. What the hell is going on? No, no, it's fact-checking that. It's fact-checking that. Because if you look at the false right underneath it, and then it says the facts, the post circulating. Oh, thank you. Okay, okay, thank you. It's just that I don't know how to read. False. Kyle Rittenhouse has not sued ABC's The View, nor any lawsuit been settled for $22 million. Oh, so I'm reporting fake news. Well, I, I apologize. Now you know why it hasn't been reported. A spokesperson for ABC also confirmed that the claim is false. Uh, the facts post-circulating widely on social media recently days. False claim that ABC talk show has settled a lawsuit by Rittenhouse, who was acquitted in November of 2021 of the homicide charges after shooting three people during a protest in Wisconsin. Uh... The tweet uh, that it was settled was shared more than 9,000 times. They're saying, ABC is saying it's not true. Okay. So the lawsuit's still going on. Hmm. Greta Thunberg is 19? Yeah. Don't you remember how young she was when she first started being pushed into the limelight? My goodness. Okay. Here we go. Next story. Okay. Erase everything I said about Kyle. (laughs) <laughs> scratch that scratch all that yeah here we go uh back on back on the story okay 326 this is just more nuts just just crazy talk crazy this is about the dinar hamlin stuff this is yeah. basically this is basically like somehow there's some of i don't even think we've said it on this show i don't even think we've said on this show oh my god was it the vaccine mm. but for, but I guess a lot of people on social media are saying, hey, is it the vaccine? And uh, the 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 woke media has gone on the offensive and decided to say that, how dare you speculate that it's the vaccine? And then they go on to speculate what it is. I, I, I don't understand how they how they do that. OK, here we go. People online saying things like um, this is attributed to the vaccine and uh, the COVID vaccine can cause these cardiac arrests. You're a cardiologist, best in the world, in my opinion. What would you say to those people? You know, as a cardiologist and as, as a physician, I would say I'm disgusted, especially because some of these people are physicians that are pushing this misinformation. And honestly, shame on them. Shame on them. And I'm embarrassed to call them my colleagues. And I think that they're a black mark on the profession of medicine mm. because they're using ready. it to push their 
political agenda, their personal agenda to get, you know, platform to say whatever they want to say. And I am very confident as a cardiologist that there's absolutely no link between the COVID vaccine and what happened to Damar Hamlin, between the COVID vaccine and cardiac arrests in athletes. Now, if you got the COVID vaccine and you develop myocarditis, then yes, that can increase your risk of arrhythmias because that causes inflammation and scarring in the heart. Holy but shit, what the pause. American Heart Association is actually... Excuse me? <laughs> Did you guys just hear that? Nope. <laughs> She's completely confident. She's completely confident that it wasn't caused by the vaccine, but... And somehow she put she decides to use myocarditis. If he did have myocarditis, then it could have been possible. Yeah, that, that it was related. Well, how did he get the fucking myocarditis? <laughs> the funny part is that was exactly what I said. Where they just have to make a claim a bunch of times at the beginning, and then they could go back and take it away, but nobody cares because we already ran with the first portion of it. This is fucking nuts. I this okay. Go on seen over the last couple of years is that the number of heart disease related deaths have gone up. Now, the anti-vaxxers will tell you that's because of the vaccine. No, that's because of the infection and because of the lack of access to care that people have not been able to get heart care in time. Oh. So it's actually the opposite. They're using the data, manipulating it to their advantage. And, and I'm, I'm really disgusted by what I'm seeing online. Well, at least we can get to the facts yes. with oh. that. I'm seeing a lot of people. On oh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> at least we got to the facts. These jackwads have no clue. Oh, I, they know. You know, the people that, all... that lady. No, I don't. I agree with you on most circumstances. I think that that lady knows. I think that lady's a paid shill. A hundred percent, dude. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say, too. So is everybody else on here. And it's again, like I, I made that real talking about the way the media frame stuff. This is perfectly out of the playbook. They're going to claim these people, the pundits that are on there are journalists and they're investigating and they're here to bring you the truth. But they don't ever question anything she just said. They all just nod and agree. And then she basically just says exactly like they just tell you the truth, you know? Yeah, this, this is what makes us. This is what makes the questioning viable. Like, if she yeah. would have been, if she'd been like, "Hey, the data is being reversed. Let's look at this. Nine out of ten, or fifty percent of the people who've dropped dead on the field, or a hundred percent of people all had COVID, and fifty percent of them weren't vaccinated, and fifty percent of them were." And you'll notice that with that, with those numbers, it, it can't be the vex. You can't claim it's the vaccine. Then I'd be like, "Oh shit, she's on to something." Right. But that's not what she said. No, she she pushed her agenda, the one she's probably paid to push. Pushed it hard at the beginning, then kind of very slightly just threw in a little element of the truth there, and then which completely contradicted the first thing she said. And then they all go back to the the agenda. So then How they can she... also claim, oh well, we didn't actually we didn't say that. We we right. were giving our opinion. We told you the truth. It was just like the pharma companies never said that, you know, the vaccine did this or did that, but the media did the whole entire time. I wonder if she's if she's uh, uh, disgusted by her colleague uh, who won the Nobel Prize in Physiology in 1976 who uh, molested 400 boys. No, I wonder I'm... if she's disgusted by him. How does she explain theirs? That's what I was like. So hoping that someone in, in the in the lineup there, the journalist would be like, "So can you explain theirs to us? Why are there more vaccine incidents?" times uh well, i don't know what it is two or three now with this vaccine than all of the vaccines in the history of mankind right can you explain that and then you could have also just asked the question well hey the people that are having issues with the myocarditis 
have you separated the fact like is it just happening to those that receive the vaccine versus is it also happening to people that haven't because then if she would have said oh well no we don't have the data on people unvaccinated that are having issues but we do know that everybody is having issues is vaccinated yeah she, she can't say any of that no she can't say any of that and they're not even having a real discussion they're just pushing a political agenda with name calling uh yeah. So, um, have you seen the National Health Service in the UK uh, collapsing? Imagine a three-hour wait for an ambulance. Socialized medicine at its best. Seven point five million people waiting. Yeah, it's crazy. I've heard that if you have cancer, diagnosed with cancer, you don't get your second appointment for like three months in the UK. I heard it's really, really, really bad. And the irony is, is we had that jujitsu guy on there who was saying it's better than it is here. You're fucking crazy. Another thing that's going on. It, <laughs> They, they have so they have so many fucking problems over there and in Canada, Canada with their medicine. I don't know if I want to go down that alleyway, but there's some there's some stunning shit coming out of there. Hey, I, I remember Greg uh, when when Obamacare took place. He goes, "Hey, it's more important than ever to uh, take care of your health because healthcare is about to go into one size fits all." Yeah, and it's going to get bad. And I think even just the just us calling it healthcare is actually incorrect, right? Like right from there, they're oh your health insurance or oh, your health care, and it's like no, they're managing sickness. Uh, someone asked, uh, I don't know, I don't see it anymore. Have I heard from that lawyer? Oh, uh, so, uh, here it is. Uh, Savon, have you heard anything new from the lawyer friend who is uh, has the case defending the military folk? No, I need uh, Dale Saran. I need to have him on again. We'll have him on after Wadapalooza. I do know, according to Caleb, I haven't verified it, but I believe Caleb that they're not mandating the uh, injection anymore for military people. That's, that would have been an interesting thing for the cardiologist, as she said it four times at the beginning. Uh, two questions. VARES, can you explain VARES, and why isn't the U.S. military uh, forcing it on people? Why'd they stop that? Uh, well, I'm a cardiologist, and what are, your opinions are just disgusting, frankly. <laughs> I, I heard that uh, Rogan's episode with Brett Weinstein's pretty good. Mm. Um, three twenty-five. Uh, Snapchat. Now I know why I never had interest in Snapchat. We had um, uh, Torino. What was that guy's name? Damian Torino, the 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 filmmaker, twenty-seven-year-old kid. Dominic. Dominic. Dominic uh, uh, Tierno. Dominic Tierno mm -hmm. was on the show and he basically explained to us what Snapchat was. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. um, but here we go. Now, now, you know, another reason why not to get your kid a cell phone. Here we go. Snapchat exists. Why do you think they would make a company for 13 year olds where uh, a photo disappears after 24 hours? Why do you think kids would want to use that? You know, I've been to Silicon Valley. I've met these. They're, they're, they're buildings full of 300 people who are all employed to give children what they want, not what they need. The, the base, base interests of children's wants. Because before you wanted to get to a kid, you had to appeal to their parents because their parents would turn the television off. So if you wanted to make a program for a kid, it had to appeal to their parents because their parents were in control of the media they consumed. The kids have direct access to it now, so it doesn't matter. And there's an entire dialogue happening between these tech companies and kids that parents are completely unaware of. Why do you think Snapchat? Snapchat. Wow. Okay. Now I know I never, I'll never, I never have Snapchat. <laughs> I don't use Snapchat. I'm, 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 okay. 
the other thing too is like parents i just don't think like he had said they're just completely unaware like they they like how much of tech rules our world now and social media and everything else rules like the information that we have but people don't really take the under, uh, time to understand it especially the older generation that's giving it to their kids like i see tons of kids super young two years old lap uh, ipad in front of them yeah, how to control the whole iPad. Watch over. Yeah, and I'll even peek in and like watch what they're watching on YouTube because they don't. If you sit to a parent and you go, "Hey, do you realize that uh, the YouTube is recommending the next things?" and they just hit next a couple of times and they just have disinterest in some of it, the algorithm will put something completely different in front of them that is not approved by you at all, and you don't even know they're watching it now. And they're sitting there looking at it. And now YouTube is now feeding things that they are just finding curious. So all it's doing is just pushing it further down the rabbit hole and away from anything that you you've approved. And most of them are just like, oh, I didn't even know that. And now, and now they're watching what uh, these uh, these people in Silicon Valley. God, oh. those people in Silicon Valley are more like the people we saw in the first story, by the way, than like like uh, you and me. Uh, Rich Brazda, I once fired an employee who called out sick and then posted her trip to the mall on Snapchat, and another employee saw it and showed it. To <laughs> hey, she was sick. She was there getting some um, blankets because she was sick. Should have been fired just for stupidity alone. It's like if you're gonna play hooky and do that, like at least be smart about it. Uh, th- Three twenty-four. Um, some some interesting words of wisdom from uh, Israel Adesanya. I'm curious what you guys think about this. Here we go. Manifest like a motherfucker. Do you believe in it in in the metaphysical like yep. sense? You 100%, believe hundred percent. Everything comes from the imagination. Everything comes from the, like before this microphone was a microphone. Someone somehow thought about it. You know, how can I speak into something that would amplify my voice and blah 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 blah? And then this came out of it, and it's evolved over the years. But everything comes from the imagination. So the power of the mind. People don't understand. We still don't understand. I still don't understand how powerful it is. I'm still learning. But I know one thing is I can make things happen. I can manifest like a motherfucker. I can make things happen. <laughs> the style bender. Have you read that book, uh, Becoming Supernatural? No, is it good? I listen to it. I don't know. I'm like partly listening to it and another book at the same time. So I'm not like completely deep, deeply focused into it. But that's what it's about because you're in, they, they basically see like the, Who's the author? Um, Joe Dispenza. Yes, yeah, I've watched some of his videos. I've watched some of his videos. And his whole thing is like if you're if you bring awareness to stuff for enough time, you could kind of uh shift your energy to match that same frequency or the vibration and then that's how things are like attracted or like manifest. And if some of you guys are really into that and I got that wrong or I butchered it, I'm sure I did, but that was basically the idea of it. Here's the thing, here's the way I think about it. On some level everything has the the same fundamental building block, right? Mm-hmm. So let's call that building block Legos. Everything's made of fucking Legos. This microphone and my thoughts. At some level, they have to be made of the same thing. There is some small common denominator, right? Mm-hmm. That everything's made of. And from listening to him, Joe Dispenza, he's basically saying if you can tap into that part of your brain and control that part of your brain where you're manipulating things at the Lego level, then you can start creating with your mind. You can start manifesting with your mind. Yep. And it, it, um, logically, it makes uh, just perfect uh, s- sense to me. Um, 
there, there are there are some trippy things, right? Um, are, are you manifesting things, or are you seeing the future? Right. These these that uh, these these perception is reality, right? Yeah, like um, uh, you think you're like, I really want this house. I really want this house. I really want this house. And then you get this house. But maybe what you really were doing is, is you saw the future. You didn't know how to interpret it. And so now you think you manifested it because Stephen King says we don't know where this shit's coming from. And his book called On Writing, the only nonfiction Stephen King ever wrote. Highly recommend it. <laughs> have, you, have you like first not for certain, but as a certain as you could be manifested things in your life? Absolutely. It's a trip, right? It's certain, yeah, it's as certain as I can be. Yeah, it's a super trip. You know what? The one thing I realized though, too, is once the certain things that you're trying to achieve, whether you call them goals or things you're manifesting or things you're working towards happen, the thing that I didn't realize is you immediately have to go and stretch it out even further than what you thought was possible. Because I think at, at a certain that's point, the imagination piece Stylebender was talking about. Yeah, it's the imagination piece. Like you have to go, okay, I accomplished X. Like I, I really wanted this, this happened. And you can't stay there just like satisfied with that. You have to kind of like cast the vision out even further and really put it out there. So then that way you're always kind of like moving towards something. And I think a lot of people get in trouble where they're just not casting a like a vision for themselves or manifesting or whatever you want to call it. But they're not like focused on, okay, here I am here. I want to go here. What do I need to do for the steps in between to get me to where I want to be? And so they kind of just get stuck in this like in this loop. And we have so many distractions like entertainment, um, consumer debt, like the job that you're stuck that, that will keep you just in that loop and only focusing on Friday so I could drink or go with my friends. Or do uh, 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 right, right. You know what right. I mean? Well, you know, it's funny. That's one of the things I know, noticed from uh, that kid, Tyson Bajan. Mm. He's not here. He's already like... And then when he gets there, he has to go even further. So let's yeah, say... He's already, yeah, he's already like... Yeah, so he's, he's gonna, in the present, but like when I when you talk to him, I'm like, oh, this kid's already there. He's already yeah. in his mind. He's already, he's already, he's already in the NFL. And you don't need much to start to prove it to yourself. So people are out there and they're like, this shit isn't. You know, I've been stuck in a rut for whatever. This shit isn't real. Once you, if you said something small that you're trying to achieve or manifest, and you see a sliver of it starting to materialize, like really hold on to that and then try to go to the next one. And I think a lot of times, like opportunities and things often disguise themselves as setbacks or different things like that. And then they're not realizing that those could be part of the things that you're manifesting or part of the goals that you're trying to achieve. You just have to roll with the punches a little bit. I manifested sex with my wife, but she manifested not having sex and canceled me out. <laughs> It happens, James. It happens. Hey, um, uh, I, I used to, I used to play this. Um, um, uh, well, I'll tell you this because Trina told me this, wrote this, the genitalia part. Um, I, I when I would be with uh, Greg, whenever anyone would say anything, I would always I would come up with a metaphor, and oftentimes it would be an inappropriate metaphor. And Greg always called that the Savon's porn opponent. I'd be like, is that like if your balls get run over by a car? And you'd be like, there it is. There's the porn opponent. And I'd be like, what? That's not porn. You know? That's my form of communication. What are you talking That's about? That's the porn opponent. Um, uh, I used to play this game with my wife. It's called the manifestation game. And you wake up every morning. Yes, that's me. Yes. Uh, Trina too, the porn opponent. Uh, so it's called the manifestation game. And um, so I would say, okay, this morning it's rooster. And then the first one of us that sees a rooster um, it w wins the game. So like you could be driving by and you could see on a billboard, a rooster, or like you go to your mom's house and she's got like a, a rooster, or like a tin rooster in the yard. And we would just come up with the craziest shit. And, uh, and by, before the end of the day, stuff you would never think you would always see it. 
Mm. So um, one day I put up the, um, I said $500,000. And that day uh, my wife was uh, hit by a car crossing the street and we stopped playing the game. It ended up being this big ordeal. She almost had to have her leg amputated. It ended up being, you know, a year of just like all these rehabs and shit. But guess how much the settlement was? Five, 500K. <laughs> well, see, that's in a lot of people would have like, I'm ready to play the game. <laughs> and they would have seen that and been like, oh my gosh, I was going after 500K. And then my wife got hit by a car. And so then, then that ends the vision or, or, you know, the manifestation there or something. Cause they're just viewing that as like a negative thing. And not not seeing where that could lead. Have you seen that? It was a clip from like a Rogan podcast where the guy's like, it was like an old um, Chinese tale or saying or something. And he was like, kept talking about like, oh, the horseman showed, oh, your son broke his leg. And they're like, that's that's terrible. And he's like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not making yes. a on it. And then they're like, the next day the army showed up and was like, we're going to take everybody to war. And they're like, oh, we can't take him. His leg's broken. So then the son got to stay. And he's like, you know, that's that's pretty much how you have to be. You have to be able to flow with it like water, but but still kind of hold the uh, the image or the manifestation in your in your mind. Yeah, look at Froning. Didn't go. Didn't play baseball because he wanted to be with his, in his girlfriend's arms. It, exactly. Yeah, and you hear that? Have you heard the Jim Carrey thing about the three million dollars or something like that? No. Where he was going after to be an actor and like nothing was going his way, and so he sat down and was like, you know, and I'm paraphrasing this, probably butchering it. Somebody has the actual clip, but he basically goes, "I wrote myself a three million dollar check, and I said I'm going to give myself two or three years to cash this," and um, and kept going, kept going. Then he got his first like big break, and it was the payout was three million dollars. Wow! So he pulled out that old crinkled, busted up check he kept in his wallet and was able to cash it. Wow! Metaphorically, sure, but yeah. One time I saw a bank statement. God, I hope this podcast does that. <laughs> it will manifest it. One time I saw a bank statement with uh, multiple millions of dollars on it. Uh-huh. And that was the first time like I seen a tangible document with like yeah. more than 10 million. Like an ATM receipt and it's like $11 million. And I just held that in my mind. <laughs> I always yeah. Have. Yeah. <laughs> you got to see it first to believe it sometimes. So, uh, Number 323. Um, middle America. Savon's uh, uh, love language is acts of service. Thank you. Yes. Here we go. We love mocking middle America, don't we, DR? No way. They're so fucking stupid, aren't they? They also growl your food, don't they, you little fuckers, don't they? You little soft-handed liberal scum. You'd bleed if you looked at a shovel, you little cunts, wouldn't you? You don't do a single useful thing for the planet, you little fuckers. Isn't that true? You'd die in a day without Republicans, wouldn't you? Yeah. You can't eat a podcast, can you? Yeah. No protein in slam poetry, is there? Yeah. That's what I hate about New York. They think people think they're so tough here. It's so annoying. They're like, you can make it in New York. You can make it anywhere. Nah, you'd die in a day on my uncle's farm, man. <laughs> he doesn't have clean drinking water, sriracha, or feminism, right? Like, well, he has sriracha. He calls it Chinaman ketchup. But, uh, <laughs> oh, we love mocking middle America, don't Dude. K.O. That's hilarious. K.O. <laughs> you know what this show is? This is like a... This is like a uh, if if John Young's a low rent Dan Bailey, this show is like a low rent uh, Tosh Tosh point oh. I'm so embarrassed <laughs> to say it. it's like a low rent Tosh point oh. <laughs> Not low rent. 
I guess the only thing I yeah, I don't know. I I, always, I think Kosh is the greatest comedian ever. I think Dave Chappelle's got nothing on him. Nothing. What? what? Nothing on oh him. Oh my god. Then where is Tosh? Where is he? Where is he? Know. Exactly. Exactly. Dude, brilliant. The the best best timing in all of comedy by far, oh. hands down. No no one even close to him. I don't know though, but I feel like I feel like Dave Chappelle just has more range. Maybe. Ah, Josh kind of. I don't that, like, think so. I don't think. So. Like, I, I think he's t- witty as fuck. I'll give him that. Um, uh, Tosh will go straight towards the racism, abortion, and and transgender. So it, it, yeah, but Chappelle's got to set it up for fifteen minutes before he's like, and here's the punchline. Tosh <laughs> is just dropping bombs. <laughs> Did you watch Andrew Schultz's new special yet? Oh, shut up, Jesse. You don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't like it. What? I, I thought there was ten or fifteen minutes of it that were good. I thought I did. The first portion when he just comes out and just starts roasting everybody in the audience. You weren't digging that? I don't know. I didn't laugh. <sighs> uh, Tosh was so good, but like Matt says, I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah. I would love to see him pop up on a bunch of podcasts, though. Because even though I argued with you about the Dave Chappelle versus Tosh thing, that to me is just like or like the Matt and the Rich argument. You're still a huge fan of both of them, right? Oh, my so goodness. I, I'm a hey, the fact people don't even mention Tosh usually is like the great. I just think he's... Whatever his first stand-up was, like prior to the show when he first came on the scene, I forget what the name of it was. But that stand-up was just all time it would still be funny now and that's how like a lot of comedians i think if you could i go do back- think andrew schultz <laughs> he, you took the jew out of him schultz i do think andrew schultz is great don't get me wrong i just didn't enjoy his stand-up tune i didn't laugh once in it really yeah you know what he's, oh, i i mean i get i get as i went on there were some parts where i was just kind of like okay but at the beginning when i just thought he came out was just roasting everybody but i like the crowd riffing stuff because you know that's like real and it's in that moment of time so it's kind of yeah like, it shows crazy talent right crazy i mean you got to be so sharp to get out there and start like you know rolling with that stuff because you don't know where it's going to go you don't have any control over it uh Sevan, have you seen the show or know the story of a friend of the family about jan broberg and robert birch told birch no Mm-mm. I think if I don't know one thing too about um, Chappelle, his shit was timeless. Like you go back and watch that first season of Chappelle show now and all that yeah. stuff's still relevant. I didn't watch the Chappelle show. You did not? No. Oh, I just, I just have seen his standup. I just got into him maybe in the last like three or four years. And and when he did the show on uh, George Floyd, that, that really fucking took a lot of steam out of my sale for him. Yeah. That one was nine minutes or eight minutes or whatever the fuck that thing was well, he, that, like did it in his backyard or that yeah. weird setting i don't know if it's his backyard but yeah there is yeah okay that was uh, three one. 322 this was made by a friend of the show uh this is <laughs> this is just crazy <laughs> like i i remember when 60 minutes used to be like a real institution where they could like you could trust them, or at least maybe I was stupid back then. Maybe you could never trust them, but this is nuts. Uh, Susan made this the other day on his Instagram. Uh, check this out. This is just ridiculous. Almost half of American adults have obesity, a condition that was a fraction of that just 40 years ago. And scientists don't agree on what's caused the dramatic increase. Can you pause this? Doctors. How can you have obesity? Exactly. Somebody said that in the comments and they go, just by the wording alone, by the way that that was framed, already was completely misleading. You can have anorexia. Mm -hmm. You can have a huge cock. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Jeremy. I don't think you can have. Hold on, hold on. You uh, can that... be. You can be obese. Can you have skinny? Can you have super skinny? Like without a con- like a psychological condition attached to it. Man, they are just mind fucking the tards. Yeah, I'm glad you caught that. Yes, guac. Yes. Uh, can you have dumb? <laughs> Guys, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Trina's the hard, like, she's so hardworking. I'm so scared she's gonna get me shadow banned more than. No, I, I don't am. think she does. She's been creating some awesome stuff too. God, she's so good. Yeah, Trina, we're it's, gonna connect very soon. Sorry, I haven't already reached out. It's it, it's almost like it's me, but with a vagina. God, I wonder if I'll ever get to meet you. I would love to play quarters with you. I haven't played quarters in thirty years. Quarters, years. yeah, that's so random. Oh, I just love to play quarters with Trina. Down and like slide the quarter to somebody else's knuckle. No, where you bounce the quarter, oh, and if it goes in the cup, you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went to the one. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Maybe yeah, that was bloody knuckles. I don't know why I went to that. Oh I would God. just love to just go to a pizza place and get pitchers of beer and like pitchers, those plastic pitchers that are clearly have like soap in them still. <laughs> Some pint glasses that are so cold. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, I, I will. I would. I would squeeze the shit out of you if I met you in person. I'd hug you so tight. <laughs> You're just so cool. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Here we go. Sixty minutes. Matt Souza. Okay. Here we go. Uh, so, so this lady thinks that um, uh, Americans have obesity. We already we got a problem here, Houston. <laughs> Povian and Stanford have been advising companies developing drugs for obesity, including the Danish company Novo Nordisk, an advertiser on this broadcast. An advertiser on this broadcast. In case you missed it, those two doctors, they're being paid by the pharmaceutical company. The pharmaceutical company is paying 60 Minutes to make what looks like some sort of study or information they're presenting when, in fact, it's just one long commercial. But here's the kick. They're not lying about it. They just told you right there straight to your face. But most of us are falling into the same trap of only confirming information that we want to hear and not actually paying attention to what's being presented. Don't fall into the trap. And you know what's crazy, Sousa, when you say that? Even though you just told it to me, I still am struggling. Like, I know. And you just told me. They work for the drug company. She said they work for the drug. But I'm still like, well... Like, Maybe the advising's different. They're yeah, not. It's yeah, it's a different yeah. setup. Yeah, exactly. I'm it's still all about like, I'm still struggling with it. Like I like I like like I, I I don't have obesity, but I have libtardism. Like I have some. <laughs> I have some. I have yeah. some. You know, it's pretty funny too. I I tried to film that on um cinematic mode, so it would be like nicer and a little bit of a clearer shot. Yeah. And I used my phone, I turned my monitor off, and then I spun it around and tried to set it on a tripod and tried to frame it. And then I ended up like... <laughs> what? It's bad, <laughs> it's just like funny because I'm like looking like up, but like down at the phone. I don't know. It's just because I'm hypercritical because it's just a big picture of myself on the screen. And I'm wearing I the same it. shit, which is kind of embarrassing too, but whatever. I watched it three times and I'm just like, man, like what? Well, I am so stupid. It's a smart move from the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's like, uh, I don't like this word, but it's, but here we go. You won't hear me say it much on the show. It's evil. And, and I def- will define that as it's, it's knowingly hurting people. It and is. Ar- I, I do believe maybe if I had a definition for evil, it would be, um, arguing people's limitations for them. It is such the nastiest thing you can do is to argue someone's limitations for them. They just want dependence. You know what I mean? And think if you think about it, dude. Look how rich we'd be if you and I invented something that worked for. Forget all the side effects and long term terrible stuff that I have. If you and I had some sort of drug that cured obesity, how rich would we fucking be? Uh, well, here's the thing: it was, it was the same thing with what Greg used to say. I don't have a problem with Coke. I don't have a problem with sugar. I don't drink all the Coke you want. Jack Daniels. Don't meddle in science, and that's what they're doing. They're not just telling you. That they have this drug that can cure, that can help you lose weight, which would be fine. Cool. Good right. on you. But they're telling you that obesity can't be solved, that you're stuck with it. And they're lying to you. And then they're changing the word from obesity as being like um, uh, something you are. I guess they're both nouns. Something you, something you are versus something you have. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're a victim. Yeah, you're not, you're, you're not you. responsible for it, right? Yeah. This is a because if you think about it, if you ke- if you are born with some sort of condition or something that's just completely out of your control, right? You, that is, you are a victim of that. You have that. That happened to you. But things that are within your control, just based off your complacency and your lifestyle, then doesn't happen to you. Those were decisions that you made. So there, therefore, that's kind of what you you're you're reaping what you sow there a little bit. Hey. Um, uh, Fergie wrote. However, the fat gene never shows up at prisoner of war camps. So I, I typed in. Uh, Great point. I typed in uh, fat people at Auschwitz. Yeah. None. Yeah. Come on. Wouldn't happen. Oh. Oh. The New Zealand. You know what comes up first? It's so funny. It goes straight to someone being offended. New Zealand national leader John Key said a comment of, of one of his MPs made that there were no fat people in concentration camps was offensive. <laughs> of course, because now you have to label How it. How the as- fuck is that offensive? It's poignant. Uh, human soap was used to produce, uh, human fat was used to produce soap at Auschwitz. Great. Uh, Oh, there, there, here's some misconceptions about the Holocaust. Only six million were Jewish. The other five million were non-Jewish. Oh my goodness! Wow, this is actually like a, t- a topic that's really upset some people. Uh, in a summary, a patient asked her doctor about the possible possible medical uh, causes for her weight gain. The doctor told her not to worry about such things. Weight gain was just a matter of how much food she ate. Then the doctor asked her if she had seen pictures from concentration camps Auschwitz, and she had seen and asked her if she had seen any fat prisoners there. There's just certain things like that that just cut right to like the heart of the matter, right? It's like you, you could make up all this shit and then you ask one question like that and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, now we could throw out everything I just said because you just proved it wrong. Hey, and like if you're offended by that, it's like why? The, the, the stay focused. Oh, what you're basically doing is there's a bit of ad hominem there. All of a sudden you're getting mad at the messenger. Like stay focused on the subject. Mm-hmm. Answer that question. If you don't like talking to that person, you don't like the metaphors they use or the, the analogies or whatever, then move on. 
But then to all of a sudden say that's offensive, that's because you're unwilling to look at the truth. You've shifted gears. Yeah, we we had a discussion about it uh, the other day about using the term Russian kettlebell swing. Have you heard the term Russian kettlebell swing versus like the American kettlebell swing? Yeah, one's like up and one's like straight. Yeah, so one goes up to like, you know, chest height or so. Um, And and they're like, like we were talking about, they're like, well, with the, calling it like the Russian kettlebell swing, would that that be offensive? Oh, because of the war? that upset some people? Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, so wait, here... We're, no one's like affected by it. And clearly it's com- completely in a different context. It has nothing to do with it. It's something we've always used the term of, but because of this, this incident that's happening now, like now all of a sudden, like I'm going to be offended by that terminology for that kettlebell swing. The Spanish what? flu, the China flu. Now the China flu is offensive, but the Spanish flu wasn't offensive. It's so weird. The Mexican bird flu. Yeah. And then I, of course I made the, j- the joke, you got to really thrust your hips like you're invading the country. Which oh, you did? did? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Early, people were asking, they're like, oh my gosh, he like owns affiliate, he comes on the show and like does all this. That's because it, I'm just me everywhere I go. So you might, I, I stay away from a lot of like polarizing topics. Obviously, we keep it about CrossFit more in the gym, but I make a ton of like jokes about everything in our pop culture and like, and play. You sound like a good coach. On, so you sound like a good coach. I keep it fun, but I keep it, I keep it loose. It doesn't matter if you're a, liberal or conservative you're gonna have a great fucking time in my class i guarantee it at livermore crossfit uh victorious victoria secrets stock uh oh ah yes does not look they've had a tough year everyone's had a tough year right oh my god they're five years disaster Wow. Yeah, that's the one to look at because if you wow. look at some of the tech companies and these other companies, they have this really big boom in like 2020 through 2021. And then this big drop off is actually them kind of like evening back out to where they're actually valued at. Yeah, Victoria's Secrets is at an all time low. They've shit the bed. Yeah, well, when oh you start God. pushing uh, obesity as the new healthy and normal, lingerie is going to go. <laughs> no. I wonder if I type in Victoria's Secret images, um, what I get. Uh, I get hot chicks or emaciated chicks or obese chicks. They only have two. Oh, I get, uh, oh, here we go. I, I got emaciated girls. Uh, hey, what's the deal on Instagram now? Now it's, oh, is it okay? Yeah, they're all, they're all the hot chicks. Hey, um, what's the deal with, uh, nipples now on Instagram? Oh, because you're talking about like the weird see-through shirts. Yeah, there's nipple. There's just boobs everywhere now on Instagram. But but don't don't say vaccine. How did that happen? Fuck if I know. Hey, you know what I think they might be doing is like they're they're not policing that stuff and to let people come out and then maybe then they're gonna bully, police it and call the herd. You're a good dude. Me? Yeah. To think that I think the attention time on the apps has dropped dramatically as people are going back to work and losing jobs and stuff, and they're like, you know how we could get some more attention? Wow. Mm-hmm. Let Nipples. the titties out. Free the nipple. I mean, that's a whenever you sign up for something that's free, that means like like you are the product, right? So they're selling your attention to advertisers, and if those apps aren't aren't curating as amount of attention as they used to, they might loosen up some things that they wouldn't have let before oh, to see oh, how much more oh. attention comes back to that app. Especially, oh. I mean, there's a lot of them competing for attention right now. You have TikTok, you got a lot of stuff going on on Twitter, we got the Instagram. So yeah, you know, Snapchat. Snapchat. A lot of young, those young kids really fucking use that all the time. That's like the preferred. 
I'll, I'll, I'll often ask like, um, uh, Grace has these two boys that she's nannied since they were tiny, like, you know, newborns essentially. And yeah. one of them just went off to college and the other one is now like 16, 17. So whenever I get around those two boys or like some of the other, you know, teenage kind of kids or tweens at the gym, I always ask them like, Hey, what, app, what app do you spend most of your time on? You know, what, what way do you communicate? How do you communicate to your friends? Do you do a text? Do you do it through an app and stuff like that? And all of them is all, it's all Snapchat. They all That's what you, uh, Dominic Snapchat. was saying. You can just get drugs on Snapchat. Just order oh, drugs sure. and be delivered to your house. You can get yeah. fentanyl delivered to your house. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But it's it's weird. It's like, and then the one of the boys was telling me, he goes, "Oh yeah, you'll talk to people on Snapchat, but only if you're like, only if it's like something serious, will I move it off and go to text?" Wow. Yeah, it's. Um, a big fan of the under boob shot. You mean like a little boob hanging out below the the bra? side okay so victoria secrets brand uh ceo uh amy hawk announced that she will be leaving the lingerie giant after a brief stint at the company amy hawk will be stepping down as ceo of victoria's secret and pink in order to spend more time with her family the company said the company said uh in 2020 victoria secrets announced that it would be permanently closing around 250 stores in the u.s and china that's fair don't don't anyone from Canada get pissed. It's totally fair. On Tuesday, shares shares fell uh, sharping uh, following the SEC filing revealing the departure of Hawk. Shares of the lingerie manufacturer fell six uh, percent. Uh, oh yeah, their windows show. Yeah, okay, so they've gone full chablito. Okay. Well, the thing is, people don't realize that like it's the same thing. Like. Uh, even as everyone wants to look at beautiful people like mm-hmm. just because we're all fat doesn't mean like we want people fat people in the windows yeah you want to talk about real privilege in life be a really attractive person That's, right right privilege right 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 <laughs> and i wouldn't i wouldn't throw that around lightly like i don't really agree right. with the whole privilege thing but like i'm like yes you know if you're a really attractive person like more cushion for the pushing. Spoken like a true Armenian. Okay. Uh, 321. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. I saw a mo- uh, my kids watch Karate Kid today with... Uh, um, the original one? Yeah, with Elizabeth Shue. I remember just being in love with her as a little boy. Um <laughs> Uh, Dr. Ben Tapper, uh, people are starting to connect the dots with sudden adult death syndrome. <laughs> Wait until they connect the dots with sudden infant death syndrome. Mm. Mic drop. Okay. I'm going to leave that one just there, just like that. You guys think about that for a second and we'll move on. 320. No shit. 15 times a day. I I don't remember what this was about, but I was thinking it's oh it's a hundred times a day. Yeah, this is just idiot talk here. But but I understand what they're trying to say. But wait till you see this. This is good. Uh, social media may alter brains of children. Oh, no shit. The study looked at a group of 169 teens as their brains develop between the ages of 12 and 15. Um, here we go. When those with usage the researchers classed as habitual, meaning they check their accounts 15 or more times a day. 15 times. I guarantee you that the vast majority of people on Instagram 
check their account. I mean, there's times that I check it 15 times in a fucking hour. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to go. I have to, to get through my DMS sometimes because, because, and because I'm on it so much, I just catch myself just turning it on and then being like, wait, what am I doing? Why did I, I, I get here? Why am I here? And well, how did yeah. I get here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, creepy, or, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't even scroll. I'm not even a scroller. Yeah. Yours is pretty, you're intentful. Most people but, are not. But even even being intentful, I catch myself just like pulling my phone out of my pocket. It's like a um, it's like when I used to smoke cigarettes. It's just a uh, coping. Me- it's become a coping mechanism. And it's like sub. It's at that subconscious level of thought. So yeah. it isn't until you're like, oh wait, why am I looking at this? What was I just doing? Fuck! What I need to go back. Oh, I just came on here to check somebody's name to make sure I spelt it right. Yes. Or I just came on yes. here to, to double check that it was the right person. And next thing you know, two or three minutes are gone, and you're like, damn. Especially like we have already talked about it, but especially if you're a a a, a dude on there and you go yes. to the explore page, you are just attacked with the female body. Although it's, it's like it's crazy, and I've done stuff to try to pull that out of the the algorithm, like just completely ignore it, like you know, move it away from like it's like the black plague, and they they'll end up doubling down on it. Here's mine right now. Mine's not too bad right now. Oh, I don't know if you if you can see it, but I got no beaver there right now, which is. That's good. Yeah. Do you have fighting on yours? I have fighting. They switched mine with with fighting. That's what I got a ton of. It was just like I have it. fighting, some avatar, skateboarding. I got like some skateboarding beaver, but it's like it, it, it's just like a skirt and some legs. <laughs> I'd hold it closer to the camera, but uh oh wow. And and you, what's crazy is I just scrolled one down and it's page powers, probably because I was looking at her account last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting more and more comedy. That's good. Yeah, with the with artificial intelligence being like ushered in, like shit could get weird. Oh, dude, Jeremy, my whole every day I get five new uh, requests in in my DMs, and they're all Asian women saying, "Hi, can I ask you a question?" <laughs> Crazy, because a certain percentage of people fall for that. That's nuts. You know, like that it, it exists for a reason. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah. Oh, I thought he was saying yes. Like, yes, you can. Uh my entire feed is dogs, fitness, and food. Oh, DJ Reed, that's a girl? I th- is DJ not a real DJ? That's the initials for the name. When I see DJ, I think just like that. That, that just is the name? Yeah. I, I, well, I think it's a DJ, like someone who spins records. <laughs> Could be. DJ, is that your name or is that just, are you just a DJ? Good question. That is the question. Yes, my name is Judy. Oh shit! Oh, so it's something oh, it's Judy. Donna D-Judy. Judy. Don- Donna. 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 My daughter is a DJ. Like what kind of DJ? Like it? Like that's her name, or is she like a DJ? Like a disc, <laughs> right there's, disc jockey? If it's a disc jockey, there's not enough clarity in these comments. Okay, not, not a, a DJ. DJ. Yeah, yeah. Okay, not a DJ. All right, fair, Judy. Not a um, disc jockey or not a. You know what? Okay. That one phenomenon you said is totally accurate. Like even today, um, Brian, a uh, friend sent me like, hey, have you invited this person on your podcast yet? And I went to go look him up on Instagram and I I'd gone. never, I'd gone. I never, yep. I never even got to the person. I was just like already just in my DMs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> DJ Tanner. <laughs> I don't get it. From Full House. Oh. Uh, where wait where are we uh okay so it's 15 times it's like there's no kid who just if you have instagram there's no one using it just 15 times a day unless it's like only on your computer or something i met a lady at the skate park today she only has it on her computer 
And you know what's even crazier? If like there's more activity, I realize because my like with some of the reels that I posted and stuff, there's just like more activity on my account. Like I don't have notifications or anything come through there at all. So I have to like open the app to like see what's going on because I knew that if all of a sudden notifications popped up, it would get me there even more. But then you're on there even more. Like then all of a sudden it was like when one of them started to do really well, I found myself like refreshing it. I mean like, oh, where, where is it at now? And then all of a sudden I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, with like, your own posts. Yeah. Like yeah. with the one that I did, uh, one of them I didn't think that would like matter that much was one of the ones that I made on like the com- like CrossFit the community, and I was just kind of just testing that almost as like, you know, would that work almost as an advertisement for the gym? And uh, as it started to started to go and started to populate, I all of a sudden I'm like refreshing it, and one time I was like, why am I even? What what is what has happened? Like I never cared before. Now all of a sudden that it had a little tension. I'm like, oh, refresh, refresh. You know? Yeah, and yeah. So I like you, the comments. It sucks you in so much. I love the comments. But you could find out how that could be so dangerous for somebody who's that young, fourteen, fifteen. You explode on TikTok. You get a hundred plus, you know, thousand followers. So now the activity on your account is insane. The or how about of- someone like going back to Danny Spiegel? She gets a thousand comments on a on a post. Like, does she scroll through those? I know. Like, because what, if I got a thousand comments, I'd probably scroll through them and my life would be over. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how much of your time gets sucked into it? 20 comments and I'm like, wow, this is a good day. It's crazy. 20 comments means 20 people saw my post. Uh, Allison NYC, mine today is women doing their hair and close-ups of them. Giving, yeah, I followed some close I followed some women giving birth uh, <laughs> accounts. I, I could. I, there's only so much I can handle of that. Ooh, it's going to be a no from me. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they just straight they, they just straight show that shit on Instagram. Wow. Excuse me. Um, this is kind of mind boggling here. Uh, three nineteen. I fact checked this, and this is actually true. Are we at the top link of three nineteen or bottom link? Yeah, top one. Top one. Instagram one. Got it. Yeah, I just put the bottom one just to like show off that I fact checked it. Like a reference there. Yeah, because I just couldn't believe that this was true. Oh, this is good. More good news coming out of the United Kingdom. In Russia last year, 400 people were arrested for things that they said on social media. 400 people in Russia. Obviously, this country is very different. How many people do you think were arrested in Britain for things they said on social media last year? Go on. Take a guess. Spit it out. No idea. 3,300. Really? Arrested for what they said on social media? Yeah. Really? What sort of things get you arrested? Well, one example I give in my show is uh, there was a young woman from Liverpool uh, called Chelsea Russell, and people can look this up. Uh, Her friend was killed in a car crash, a 19-year-old woman, and she posted the lyrics of his favorite song on her Instagram, the lyrics. And it was a rap song, so the lyrics contained several instances of the N-word. Okay? She was arrested, prosecuted, found guilty, given 500 hours of community service and a fine, tagged, and for a year she was under 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. curfew. My goodness. In Britain. In Britain. In 2018. So we talk about the Chinese system of social credits. Right. uh, And uh, describe it as the creation of or the emerging of a digital prison. But we're doing it to ourselves voluntarily in the West, so to speak. Absolutely. I mean, so one, we'll cancel people socially if they say the wrong thing on social media. But you're telling me now that 3,500 people were visited by the police. No. In Russia no, last year. arrested. 
Oh, you went mute. You went mute, Susa. Click the link below, Susa. It's fucking crazy. Imagine posting lyrics to a rap song to celebrate one of your dead friends and the cops come into your house because it's a fucking Tupac song. Oh, my gosh. It's just the white man censoring black people again. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Woman guilty of racist snapdog rap lyric Instagram. It's crazy. So what if it was racist? You you can't post racist shit to the fucking internet? Hey, dude, I guarantee you you can post on there that I went to India and those motherfuckers stink like fucking curry. And no one's going to say shit to you. That's crazy. It's fucking nuts. It's I went to China and there's not even one person out of a billion that can drive. Can you say that? <laughs> like they don't have cars or <laughs> yeah, or just the you know the Chinese are bad drivers. I went to I went to Mexico and I just called everyone Jorge and I was right 50% of the time. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> oh my goodness. The social credit score shit is crazy. Sousa drove his rice rocket to my house today. Are, are we, we played that black comic on our show today. Are we going to get fucking arrested because we played that black comic on our show saying the, those words? Oh, I know, right? Someone's going to show up. What the fuck is going on? I cannot believe that's in the United Kingdom. Just across the pond from us. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy what's happening to uh, Mr. Jordan Peterson. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. <laughs> How do how does anybody even like stand for censorship anytime? I mean, I get there's going to be stuff that comes on there that is vile and that you disagree with and and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like you could choose if it harms you or not. It's not like me walking over there and punching you in the face. You have no choice. Like that that harm that harmed you. My well, as you. someone said on this show earlier today, it's uh, it's it's they want to play the victim, right? Yeah. It's it's what you were just talking about earlier. It's just yeah. it's just that fucking they. So. Hey, I'm reading this book. It's called The Big Lie by Dinesh D'Souza, and he's just dropping bombs. I wish someone would have given me these two books as a young man. Uh, Libertarianism uh, by David Boaz. It's a great book. And this Dinesh D'Souza book, The Big Lie. I don't know why I'm so fucking slow. I just never paid attention in history class. But the stuff I'm learning about Abraham Lincoln – and and how crazy is it? So so basically, this, a couple of things I'm learning in the book is basically what, the North won, if you guys don't know, in the Civil War. And those were the, called the abolitionists. And so since the North won, that means it's all the good guys here. So whenever anyone's saying all you people brought us here as slaves, no, that team lost, motherfuckers. That team lost. That team was the only slave owners. There was not a single Republican slave owner in 1860. The four million slaves were owned. The four million slaves were all owned by Democrats. And they were in the South. And here's here's another crazy part. It was 3.37% of the South owned slaves. The other 96% didn't own slaves. It's fucking crazy. The abolitionists won. We won. That's why there's not slaves anymore. 
The people that you want to pay reparations, they lost. They're gone. Bye-bye. It's uh it this this book is this book is so fucking good. It's it's kind of freaking me out. It, it's it, it it's um I keep having to stop and like take notes and like look stuff up on the internet to make sure this guy's not making shit up. Someone's like someone's like uh well Ulysses Grant owned slaves and and he was a Republican and then then you look it up and he was a Democrat when he owned slaves. Mm-hmm. When he became a Republican he he wasn't he didn't own slaves. Uh, March 17th, uh, MAID goes into full effect. Can't wait. I don't know what that is. What is that? Yeah. It's weird. There's a big, um, there's a big shift happening right now. What do you mean? Just with all the technology and everything being decentralized. Like they never, you never had to like scramble for the truth of the narrative before because you had the three stations and they gave it to you. That was your truth. That's what was happening. That was the news. No now way to just now you decide who's going to brainwash you. Well, yeah. Now it's like it's just completely chaotic. But the other thing, like you, you're seeing tons of businesses, uh, the gatekeepers of those businesses being cut out, and everything is able to go direct to consumer now. Like in the past, for us to be able to do this and to get an audience and to have the <laughs> distribution that we would need to have to have a show grow and to be able to have twenty plus thousand people have access to it and stuff, you would have needed a ton of money. You wouldn't need a right. company behind you. You wouldn't need all this. So as we're seeing the game. I had to wear shoes. I'd have had to wear shoes. Yeah. You, and you would have been told what you could and what you can't say. And so I think as, as a lot of the like, like that, like, like what we saw in 60 minutes, they're being told what they can and can't say. That's right. And so you're seeing all these gatekeepers kind of falling away to the, uh, to the wayside. And a lot of those businesses are struggling. And I think if you look at it a larger picture, that's what's happening in the political theater realm. They no longer can control the narrative. And so it, as everything's being decentralized and, and you could know and you're no longer being able to control the information that's getting out there, you're losing essentially the gatekeeper for the polit- politicians. So now it's just control of the uh, um, basically the social media companies and YouTube. Yeah, the tech overlords. Is that's this considered they- social media? What we're doing right here is this YouTube considered social media. I, I would assume so. I think it's kind of just a one big blanket term, right? Uh, three eighteen, COVID cure. Yeah, I heard the word meme. I someone put, said, "Oh, look at this meme." I'm like, "That's not a meme," but I, I guess meme is kind of broad too. When I think of a meme, ah. oh, this is good. This is so good. Okay, guys, here we go. Now we're back home. Uh, um, uh, um. This is uh, were these guys on the affiliate series? Life at Life Athletics. They were. This is from Life Athletics. This that had a crazy twist to it. I didn't see it coming. Here we go. Action. Some people get it, and some people can get it bad. And for those who do get it bad, maybe because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, asthma, or smoking. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, don't wait. Look for your nearest CrossFit gym to see if it's right for you. CrossFit is the solution to all chronic disease. Holy shit. You don't even see it coming, right? Like yep. I'm like, oh, great. Go get your fucking injection. Yeah, that's it, Carlos. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh, that's the owner. That's we had that guy on Carlos Mejia. Yeah, he was awesome. This is oh, the problem with doing nine hundred oh, Florida. Shows. He's yeah, the Cuban yeah. dude. Yep. Oh yep. my God! Yeah, that guy's great. He's great. Yeah, met him in person and stuff at the games. And that guy's great. Oh, we should have that dude on again. That that could be our first uh, affiliate we have on again. Yeah, he was cool as shit. Yeah, he's the Cuban immigrant, right? He got the he got red pilled too. Yeah, D, uh, Judy. Yeah, he was great. Can I call her Judy, or do I have to call her DJ Reed? <laughs> oh, what I Venezuelan, Cuban, whatever. Oh yeah, he was Venezuelan. I was talking to one of my some place where you don't want to be. <laughs> I was talking to one of my buddies last night. We had a dinner thing for um for one of the uh, people that work at the gym. It's her birthday, and uh, he was talking about his parents because we were going. Oh, he he speaks um. Uh, Arabic, and we're I was like you wouldn't you would look at him and you wouldn't think so, Arabic, right? Arabic, Arabic. Thank you, thank yeah, you. No problem, no problem. Um, and that, that, uh, that's probably the first time I've been able to correct you in in seven hundred shows. I'm honored <laughs> to do it. And uh, and he he was it's funny because one of the other guys goes, oh, oh are you, is your parents first generation? And he goes, yep. And his dad was like a um like a biologist or something, and uh, from Egypt, and you know had all this education and everything else. Guess what his job was when he first li- uh, landed in the states in the seventies? Taxi. No, he was a dishwasher for a restaurant, yeah. and then eventually like worked for Applebee's. Like I don't even know. I think it was, that might have just been the joke, but he was like a dishwasher, and it, they had to. They didn't speak the language. They didn't speak English. They had to come here. They had to like learn it. They had to be humble. They lived, you know, with five other people in a studio apartment and just grinded their way out of it. And they were so happy to to be able to do it. Right? They were they were like pumped. And at the time, they were um. That's my whole family, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And so you you just have this different perspective from a lot of the immigrants that came over. And the further they get away from those parents that made that first leap over, the more and more softer and entitled they become. And this is the world around me. And the world around me owes me something. As opposed to those first generation immigrants that came out, they were happy to come here and just grind and to get out of the thumb of their, you know, whatever was happening in, in their country, whether they were being, you know, tried and prosecuted for their religion or whether they were under a suppressive uh, tyranny of a government and they weren't able to to work or put food on their on the table. And they get here and they're just humbled. You know, these were experts in their fields and now they're they're washing fucking dishes and oh, restart well, my- over my my relatives weren't experts you're right you're right what you're saying is right my but my relatives it's like they all came here not so smart and poor and and, and dug their way out and worked hard and worked hard yeah and so, the, and and some didn't make it i would tell you the truth some didn't make it some some are not living some are not living the good life but they tried and they had opportunity and some really made it yeah and they have the opportunity what do you, what would you think the biggest differentiator between the ones made it and the ones that didn't Drinking and drugs. So lifestyle choices Dr- again. Drinking and marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. Because what ends Al- up happening. Alcohol and marijuana. Yeah. Is it, is it that all that stuff just is suppressant? And then when shit gets hard and you kind of feel like you're in that rut like we were talking about before. If you, if you think if you're drinking heavily every single weekend and you're smoking a ton to where you're just being content with being in the position in the state that you're in. As far as your economic situation, your career, the relationships and stuff in your life. Like those things are great suppressants for that. And one of the things that we, that Grace and I learned over in Rome was that they actually built that Coliseum just just from having the people turn on the government. They needed entertainment. Wow! And that was the main drive for the Coliseum is they just they needed a, an entertainment. They needed a festival to keep everybody happy, to keep them content, to keep them working, and to keep that economy wheel turning. And we have so much of that now. And then usher in consumer debt, and boom. 
Um, there's the, you know, at the Home Depot here. I don't I don't know what ethnicity they are, but they're all fucking Latin dudes. It, the the place is just full of Latin dudes. So you pull up and there's like 30 dudes who are like looking at you, trying to get in your car to fucking like I don't know, come to your house and work. And I've heard that that's not the way to go. And when I walk around the parking lot there where they hang out, when I walk by there, it's just full of just garbage. It's like it's full of all these alcohol bottles and just all this shit. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy is, is every Latin person that I've ever met, like who's been at my house working is the fucking hardest working, most fastidious fucking because they got a fucking regular job with the, with the landscaper. Like it's the same three dudes who've been mowing my lawn and like taking care of my garden uh, for five years. Uh, You know what I mean? Just awesome, hardworking dudes, like crazy hardworking dudes. Yeah. And it's it's the same it's the same thing you see with all the all the ethnicities. Like the Asian dudes who are working at the the dry cleaner by my house, like they killed they're killing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but then I see a cohort of Asian people just sitting around smoking cigarettes and just do, do fucking not doing shit. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with all the you know the the different uh, ethnicities, nationalities that come here. You see I just think the irony is, is that it's it's always drugs and alcohol or some shit like that. That's the uh, group that's being held back. And I and I a hundred percent. I mean, those suppressants will will do that to you a ton, right? I mean, no question to ask. But at the same time, too, like we were saying earlier, like people just don't cast like visions for themselves. Like I, I mean, you know, how many people and you've heard me uh, say this. I go all the time, like, hey, if you could wave a magic wand, so like money wasn't the issue, because everybody wants to point out money. I don't have money to do this. I don't have enough to do this. Okay, if you could, if you could wave a magic wand and money wasn't the issues, what would you do exactly? Mm. The majority of the people don't. They can't. They don't know. They can't tell you. And so, if you don't spend a lot of time internally to to just to, to sort out all the fucking mm. clutter in your mind originally mm. to the, give yourself some sort of vision even if the vision needs to start with hey I'm going to distract myself from taking a drink at noon and I'll just fucking I'll get out and I'll take a walk. Yeah. Right? And maybe that maybe those are the small goals that you need to set in place because there's a lot of clutter and everything else in your in your life right now so that's the steps that you have to take. And other people just need to sit down and say where am I going? Where do I want to go? What do I want in my life? Hey, what is my dream? Do you think there's anyone who's sitting on like $30 million in their bank account and works one day a week at, at Starbucks just because it's what they want to do? Fuck no. You don't think there's one? That just sits on their money? Like like just someone who's wealthy and retired. You know, you're 50 years old. You always wanted to be a fucking Starbucks barista. You're bringing in, you know, $600,000 a year in interest from your fucking stocks. But, but you've always wanted to be a barista at Starbucks, so you do it. You think there's one of those stories in the United States? For sure. I think there's, there's more one. than one. You do. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause some in, here's the deal though, too. Like, like they're just humble enough. They don't care. It's like the, what they want. I'm going back to the idea of the thought of what you wanted to do. I started thinking if I had $50 million in the bank, would I still be doing this podcast? Mm-hmm. Would you? Yeah, probably. Exactly. I probably wouldn't have started it. Mm-hmm. I, I, but, but I don't know. There's no, there's no, but but man, fuck! I found my calling. It's tough to find. Like I don't know this. I don't have millions of dollars. I hope I hope to have you know a lot of success in my future. But it's hard to find a lot of growth when shit's easy. Like what? What about taking a job one day a week in the most dangerous part of town at a liquor store? It, uh, like PBD got- did. Did you see that? Where he went to Liberty City after Antonio Brown called him out and he fucking bagged groceries and paid for it during Christmas time. No. 
He did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And they went over right to this area where it was in the heart of the ghetto and like everything else and showed up there and started paying for people's groceries and bagging them. And just was asking them, Hey, what's it like out here? What are you struggling with? How you doing? What you got for Christmas? You need to get I more was thinking, store and go grab more diapers, you know? I was thinking even crazier, like just try to work at a liquor store at three in the morning and fucking like 19th Street in Oakland. Dude, it'll give you perspective. You know that uh, PBD also used to make all his sales team meet at Skid, at, uh, 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 Skid Row at 4 a.m. on Christmas morning. They would go to the sales office. They would drive down there right as sun would break and they would hand out food and different things, blankets and shit like that. And he, and he specifically did it for what he was referring to as a paradigm shift. Because sometimes if you just get involved with other people and, and what's going on and just expose yourself to that, whether it's the liquor store at three in the morning where you where you're seeing the underbelly of society or or whether you're, you know, showing up on at uh, at Skid Row and handing out blankets and talking to some to the drug addicts that are there living on the street, it's gonna be a paradigm shift and all of a sudden you'll become a lot more fucking grateful for your problems. Like isn't there a saying like if everybody threw their problems into the into into the circle, you would immediately take yours back? So sometimes people just need a paradigm shift. Like if you're fucking comfortable, it's there's no growth there. And I I find that if I get too comfortable or there's not a pressure, like I hate the pressure at the same time, I hate the stress of the business and making bills and all this stuff. And at the same time, that's where the most when 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 a hardship comes and and, and you're able to strategize and work your way out of it, that's when the most growth comes. And that's when I feel the most fulfilled and at the same time the most stressed, right? Mm. So it's always gonna be, you know each mm. side of that coin. But when you look back at it, you're like, Oh shit. Like I overcame that. That's another, that's another plus. That's something else I could rely on when another hard time comes and inevitably they're coming. Uh, Patrick bed, David He's referring to Patrick bed, David, former guest on the show. Oh yeah. Sorry. Who was that? Mike. Uh, so, uh, thank you, uh, Carlos from CrossFit, uh, life. I, I, I wonder if, uh, has CrossFit reposted that? dude how that picture is you well you then you read my mind because i look i'm just like fuck you're jacked out of your fucking mind i didn't even say it but that your your body's crazy yeah you're either a midget or you're just yoked out of your mind i mean you got you got bigger tits than my wife (laughs) and thanks again dude for this for the hoodie I feel if I like threw it on the floor the other day as I was like coming in, I looked down, I like forgot that it wasn't even the original one that I had. I feel like just picking them up and taking them into my house and being like giving it to my kids as an action figure, like from the back, <laughs> right? Sorry, sorry, it's a cheap one. His arms don't articulate, it's just his shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's how action great. figures, like the more expensive toy, like if you, you could buy a $3 toy for your kid and he just does this. Nine dollar toy, and he does this, and now you're like at thirty seven dollars, and his fingers can actually move. And shit, <laughs> he's got distakes. Yeah, just have more. The more articulation, the more expensive. So five, 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 five eight. eight. Wow. Yeah. Fucking giant. Ish, ish. Fair. Yeah, ish. <laughs> ish. <laughs> you're good, dude, Mike. Uh, okay. Um, okay. So we know. I, I don't even want. I'm gonna. You know. I'm not even erasing that one off the list. Oh, I'm gonna play that again. <laughs> just open a bunch of shows. With it. Yeah, I mean, we should we maybe we play that at Wadapalooza. Throw that, ask him, reach out to him, get that thrown into the commercial mix. I mean, it's so good. It's so it's so you so think he's it's going to say at the end, right? Go get your COVID shot, right? Because it's set up with that <laughs> same like, animation and all yeah. that shit you've seen the whole time. I, you know what else is interesting? I wonder what type of um, I wonder what the expectation is from CrossFit HQ on their new uh, the Magic of CrossFit campaign. 
Oh, go over to their go. Oh, yeah, I'm not erasing that. Go over to their account. What are they? I did, I, d- I wonder. I do like that they're talking to their base. Hundred percent. And I'm and I I want to be. I want to um be an advocate of this too. Early on, I really like. We're all in the CrossFit ship. <laughs> like I'm an affiliate, right? So I'm not. I'm not uh, hoping it goes poorly by any means. So I got these pinned. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Oh, I haven't seen this one. The Power and Cross. Oh, let me see that Sorry. one. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Sorry. Got you. Uh, the Power and CrossFit is just some strange alchemy. Oh, I think I read this. This is a. Uh, in truth, it's a formula. Formula that works. The formula for forging elite fitness. I mean, see, look at someone here is like taking the bull back by the horn. Maybe it's Chase doing this. It's all OG shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're speaking back to the base. The formula for forging elite fitness, a formula that prevents and reverses chronic disease. It's the inputs that give us the outcome, the results, and have revolutionized the industry and changed millions of lives for the better. Here's the thing, man. They're going back to fucking the Greg message, which is like, hey, we're not going to save everybody. I mean, like if you cast the biggest net possible, you people are going to slip fucking more people. More people are going to slip through than uh, people you get. Just tell the fucking truth and let the fucking truth seekers come. Mm -hmm. And what is CrossFit? It's forging elite fitness and it's the cure for the world's most vexing problem, chronic disease. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad that they that they said this line here. Forging Uh, elite fitness to reversing and preventing chronic disease. I mean, it's like that gives me a lot of hope right there. And they, and they shared like they um, collabed with the CrossFit games on that, which is important because as it's moved further away from the base over these last three years and, and arguably a little bit before that too. It, I mean, how many people have been, Oh, CrossFit. I love that sport. And it's like, fuck, it is a sport, but yeah, all, all the woke shit's kind of gone. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if they can hold us up. What's that picture of that lady pushing the um is that the next slide in the same pose? Oh no, what's this? Oh, that's not a oh that's fucking CrossFit Malibu. That's uh Mike. Yeah, it just shows him shut shutting the gym down, it looks like, or opening it up or something. Dude, if you're ever in Malibu, go to that dude's gym. It's a cool gym. Yeah, it's and he's fucking so legit. He's so legit. He's a the biggest CrossFit nerd ever. So legit. Yeah, he's he's a great dude. And like they got this too. Cool. Uh, CrossFit has been called the sport of fitness, and the phrase might make you think athletes such as T. Clark Toomey or Matt Fraser, but the sport of fitness isn't just expressed on the CrossFit Games floor. It's practiced every day in ordinary workouts performed at CrossFit affiliates around the Ah, shut the fuck up. Too much. Yeah, and I would I, I just don't want to make it just, synonymous with sport, you know? Yeah, just just tell us. Just tell us. Too much. Too much. Just tell us, hey, cross like I don't I, oh, I, yeah, this is great. Here we go. Uh, at six feet, here, this is digs right into this. Like, they don't start with a paragraph of like, you thought it was the games. They just dig in. At six yeah. feet and 365 pounds, good Hugh had trouble sleeping at night. The excess weight strained his back, and just getting up and moving around was excruciatingly painful. I had s- such huge cankles. Blood <laughs> test in 2016 revealed he was pre diabetic. You, you know the story. Yeah, this is great. Yep. Yeah, this this is it here. And I walked thing- into the gym and I was ner- so nervous. Then I realized there's just a lot of other broken people like me. Go ahead, sorry, Zuza. No, I was just saying, that, and I hope that they don't go down the path of making it too polished. I, I mean, I understand yes, they're, yes. they're theming it. There's the branding identity. Oh, they, they look they like they're here. going cheap now. It looks cheap now. I'm liking it. It looks authentic now. It yeah. Looks like they just got some 17 year old in there with some Photoshop. I'm exactly. liking it. And so I just I hope they 
stay true to kind of what they're doing here and just continue to, to output more of it. Yeah. Hey, no kid wants to buy, um, uh, listen to, uh, Tupac with the F word bleeped out. <laughs> no CrossFitter wants to do CrossFit, uh, with the grit, uh, bleeped out, like, like leave the grid in. And it looks like Nicole Carroll is for more or less, I guess, come, I don't want to say becoming the face cause she's always been the face. She's fucking, you know, Well, she's out of the closet. I, I can't yeah. remember the last time I've seen her. That's so, what I'm, that's what I mean. Go. Like, I guess like back forward facing, because I think, I mean, her as a representation and kind of being that forward facing figure is a, is a really good move. I think because she's just so embedded in the methodology and she knows how to communicate it so well. She got plus, a little bit of Elizabeth shoe in her. Look at her. Plus she definitely ain't bad to look at. So look at. it's like, you know, that's, there's, there's, that's a great combination there. So I, I really hope, and I would love to see her. be. She more is vocal. the greatest orator they have there of the message. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the like she will she could get stand in the uh, stadium at uh in Carson and fucking preach the Glassman word. I mean, she knows her shit. You know when people go on like book tours, if you had a book coming out and you were like a you know a big author and and people knew your book, your you know you would just be fucking everywhere for for a couple of months or a month or two, just promoting the book, going on every podcast. It didn't matter, small, big, and different. You're just you're just on there and you're just pumping it. I, I can love... imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> I would, I would love to, um, I would love to see her do something like that, like what CrossFit. Let's, let's, let's just start by having her on our podcast. I think that'd be a great place to start. Me too. Start and end. I am excited also about what her husband is doing right now. Oh, dude, that is crazy. They're getting Rogue. close, like a hundred nautical miles. I saw she posted Nicole posted up, and I'm following them on the um their account that shut up in row. Um, okay. Uh, three seventeen. protect your child. Are we going back in the cave here? Yeah. I'm leaving three eighteen. We're going to revisit it next time. Oh, and, and Mike Sedone. My wife is built like Nicole Carroll, but she's five ten, not five two. Awesome. Sarah Cooper, get her on the show. Okay. Yes. I'm on it. <laughs> right away. Sarah. I am. I'm on it. I hear you. I've made a dick. I'm just telling, I'm on it. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is a protect your child. Here we go. I, this is going to be interesting because this is, I think that, remember I was telling you about him earlier today? It looks like the dude in the beanie here is Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes. Okay, here we go. Keep my daughter, nine years old, away from these dangers from the internet. Only two things. One, you actually don't let her spend time on it, which as you know is very hard because everybody in her world will be on it. Two, and this is the most important, the only way I have a 13 year old daughter, and I think about this a lot, this is my number one thing that I'm most passionate about, period, in the end of the world. Number one way to protect a child is to build their self-esteem. When a child is not insecure, they don't succumb to danger. Make sure she's confident about who she is, her brains, isn't overly reliant on how she looks. Build her actual self-esteem, because you're not going to be able to watch her every minute. No, I can't. But if you make it, I know you do, which is why I'm telling you this. I can sense that you realize it. If you make her confident in who she is, that she's amazing the way she is, she will not succumb to other people, and that is how she will navigate. Okay, so this is damn near perfect, but I want to tell you the trap. You. I love you too, Austin. I love you too. Uh, 
you cannot build your child's self-esteem. Now, maybe he was just in a hurry and he said it like that, but I know a ton of parents who've been like, what the fuck happened? I gave my kid everything. I built their self-esteem. I talked to him about what's right and wrong. You cannot build a child's self-esteem. Well, then, Sevan, how do they get self-esteem? You have to spend a ton of time with them and shut your fucking mouth and put them in situations where they can build their own self-esteem. This is the only way they have to build it themselves. An example of this would be you spend 30 minutes driving your kid to jujitsu and you talk to him the whole time in the car, cracking jokes, keeping it light. They do jujitsu for an hour. You bring them home. You talk on the way home about asking them a bunch of questions, hearing their thoughts on things. You mind your own business. You don't interject. And you do that every single fucking day for three years and they get their gray belt. And now they have built something that they have They've built something and within there, there'll be tons of little micro pieces of their identity that they've built too. the kid that used to beat them that they now beat. They overcame hardship. The girl that they get to see every day that they've learned how to talk to, they start to build an identity that they've built and any identity that someone builds on their own almost always will lead to them being confident. Do not think you can give this to your child. I would even argue that if you think you're giving it to your child, you're actually damaging your child. And now I know the world is full of impermanence, but you have to let them build these things because those are the things they'll get to keep their whole existence. It's time. It's time. You have to spend time with your kid as a guardian with your mouth closed in the presence of other people, making sure that they're safe where they can build skill sets, drawing, sewing, but they have to be habits and things that they build over and over. You will have some fucking savage kids who, as Gary said, that the, and, and the other thing he says is it's hard. I, I, I haven't, I, it hasn't been hard for me yet, but I spend every second, I try to spend every second with my kids or my wife does. And I know they're only six and eight, but um, like, if if, if they, I, I I won't put them in a situation where they can, where they're going to be around twelve other kids with cell phones. It's just not, I'm not, you know, it's just not going. It's not going to be like that. So there it is. But do not think you're building your kid by taking your kid to fucking church every fucking Sunday. I'm not saying that that's a wrong thing. But thinking that like you read the Bible with them every night or you're taking them to church every Sunday and they're learning the word of God and somehow that's going to fucking help them with their identity. They have to build it. They have to have some experiences with fucking God. You're not giving you're not going to give anything to anyone like that. You're not gonna, it's like giving it's like me giving you 10 burpees. I cannot do that. I can't do. Hey, Susan, take today off. I did 100 burpees. I'm going to give you 50. It's not it does not work awesome. like that. Well, the other thing too is you need to give them the tools to rebuild it because that identity is going to shift throughout their life a ton of times. Right. Yeah. And those are at the baseline, those are the habits and the discipline, right? It, and them seeing, wow, if I do something every day for 15 minutes, it actually. I could go back to it. And I can apply this same framework to anything I want to do. Anything. Yeah. And so you're just really giving them a framework and a skill set that allows them to build up an identity that it creates the self esteem and confidence because they know that they could take that with them and apply that framework to anything else they do. 
whether they're they're like articulating it that way or whether it's just subconsciously built into them, right? Because honestly, you're just programming your kids. Everybody's right. just programming their kids. Right. So the only difference is is you're programming your kids. You're programming your kids as opposed to outsourcing it to the schools, to the internet. Right, to right, the right. Because right, you are right, outsourcing it. Right. Someone is going to program your kids. And if you're not actively doing it, then you really have to say, hey, who is? Or or what are they consuming? Something is programming them. There's no homeostasis. Yeah. Great advice from a person who doesn't have kids. <laughs> no, well, it's true. I, mean, I always you feel have, like you, I, you have I, students. You have students. I, I do. Yeah. And, it, it, and you it, know how the brain works. I act like kids sometimes. But it's, uh, it's yeah, it's just one of those things that just, it, you know, kind of makes sense. Here's a 13. Okay. And now a word from the director of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Here you go. Are you bringing this up? No. What what number was it? Oh, oh sorry, three sixteen. I, I got it. I got it. I saw the title. I apologize. I was slow on it. Wait, is this the same cardiologist? Is it? Dude, it kind of looks like her. No, I think this is this lady's different. This lady's pretty. Oh, here we go. No, here we go. This is called "Never Forget When CDC's Walensky Said Vaccinated People Do Not Carry the Virus, Don't Get Sick." Here we go. Impressed with our ability to vaccinate at a clip of 3 million vaccinations a day. We have 93 million Americans who have gotten their first dose, um, 51 million who have gotten their second dose. And we have, we can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. I'm so impressed with our. That is the Center for Disease Control head. I mean, I, I, who knows how fucking old that is, but. Uh, <laughs> everyone, what, what, what do the people say who who give her a pass on that? Well, she didn't know. You didn't know, but you ordered forty billion dollars. What is it? Eighty billion? How uh, you, you put the world into a twenty trillion dollar economic collapse? You, you spent billions on injections that you wouldn't let my kids go to school unless they take. I, I yeah. How come there is how, no? I don't know how that's. I don't, I don't know how anyone. Well, what did it do to us then? Because it didn't do those things that the Center for Disease Control said it would do. So what did it do? Oh, great. I know how this works. It's 153. I have to pee and I want to go, but you guys start calling. I know how this goes. I, <laughs> I know exactly how this Chevy, what's show up? goes. What's up, dude? I got a, uh, you guys were talking about rich motherfuckers that work at Starbucks for a day or two. I got a story for you. Oh, I love this. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I'm in the restaurant industry and I got a, we open up early on the weekend. You golf. You golf, don't you? <laughs> No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I work too much. Okay. So we open up early and I have this 55 year old guy that works for me Saturday and Sunday morning, bright and early. And, you know, after a couple months, he pulls up in his Beamer M series. <laughs> I say, you know, Hey Billy, why do you want this job? He goes, the only reason I work here is so I don't get fucked up on Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, he, I mean, He's set for life, but he's the hardest worker we got. And and what's it? Tell me the business again. Sorry, I was too busy thinking you played golf. 
I'm not going to say the business, but uh, we're in the restaurant industry. Oh, okay, so it's food. Wow. And what, can you tell me what his um uh is he is he a waiter, or a host, is he dish guy? He's a, he's a bartender and people love him. Oh, he's there he for pussy. I fucking cracked the code on that. <laughs> he's there for pussy. Oh, you fucked the whole story bring- up, dude. No, dude. No, he brings he his leaf floor. He cleans the entire restaurant before it even open. Yeah, and if he's bartending in the mornings, that's not the same situation. Have you met his family? I don't know that he has much family. <laughs> Wow. Uh, do you own the place? Are you, were, were you manager there? Yeah, I'm the GM, yeah. Is it a chain? <laughs> He's no, just no, fishing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, man, this guy's rich as fuck. He pulls up in his Beamer, cleans the entire restaurant, brings his own leaf floor to clean the patio, and just cruises to, to keep himself out of the alcohol. Yeah, I love it. Hold on. I'm looking awesome. up I'm looking up this M-series. Uh, uh they're BMW. expensive, like an M3 or something like that. M5. Oh yeah, man, BMW makes nice cars. Yeah, fine German engineering. All I'm saying is, man, there's definitely people out there like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I want to say I would do that. I would. I am so curious what it's like to work at Starbucks. I'm so curious to see if I could do that. Like, there's 30 people in line, and I could just be just like, "Hey, how are you?" Winking at them, pouring coffees, like popping the all the stuff. I just think I could do it. Oh shit! Another caller. Oh, we're fucked already. You can take him. I'll, I'll leave you with this. He's a dog shit bartender, but people love him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. Thanks for the call. <laughs> He's dog shit bartender. <laughs> caller, hi. Hey, Savon. Hi, hey, Matthew. Pepper Candelas here, Tony. Hey, what's up, hey. Tony? What's up, man? Hey, my uh, aunt was a millionaire. She just passed away not too long ago. But uh, God bless her soul. Yeah. Please tell me she left you something. Uh, no, she didn't. Oh, but right. she helped me out a bit when I was uh, hurting. Okay. But uh, one of her dreams was she loved to cook. And she was in Philadelphia. And she wanted to cook for the tugboat uh, for all the big ships that came in. And that was her thing that she wanted to do. She cooked for the uh, crew on tugboats. Oh, that's awesome. So, Enjoy so, so she would make the food and take it down there to the dock warm and just feed the feed the boys. No, on the tugboat. So, the, or the, the the boats were big enough where she was in the galley making the food for them. Wow. She hey yeah. hey, she's there for the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to be sexist. I just don't want to be sexist. I just like I. I oh my gosh. <laughs> always find that alternative motive yeah hey that's awesome thank yeah, you cool, I, I, yeah. like, I, I want to keep hearing these kind of stories this is great yeah yeah hey what wish you wish oh hey yeah i'm not the only one don't read the comments you're gonna get upset tony oh but by, by, by the way she was jewish and she was in the textile business so oh wow <laughs> is that true I'm not, but she was, yeah. Yeah, so, wow, she was rich as shit. Hey, wow, hey, is she was she first generation? Uh, no, no, married, married into it. Wow, wow, yeah. yep, that's where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, 50, 60 years ago, 100 years ago, Jew in the textile, you're golden. Hey, uh, do any of her kids become doctors and lawyers? Um, actually. Uh, her son is a millionaire in Tampa who got in the adult industry. <laughs> wow. Oh, no shit. 
Like owning strip clubs or like being in front of the camera? No, there's no money in front no, of the camera. No, not in front of the camera. Your end. Media. I think, I mean, it's kind of not like wide open that we know of, but kind of like the internet stuff and okay. production way behind the scenes. So he just sits back for the last 10 years. He just sits back and collects cash. Wow. <laughs> hey, this is totally inappropriate. I'm sorry. Did your aunt have big tits? <laughs> God rest no, soul. Uh, she did. no. I look at old pictures of her. Um, um, she was decent looking when she was young. But did she uh, have curly hair? Did she have a big fro? <laughs> no, she had short hair. Oh. No, she had short hair. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to picture. Her. Like I have this like <laughs> this iconic like typical Jewish woman from like. Well, the, the the image that I come up with is the Mona Lisa with blonde hair. Is what I kind of. Uh, oh, on the, uh, okay. On the immediate image with the rum in my rum in me right now. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what type of rum are you drinking, Tony? Hey, ask your. Um... Hey, 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 Matt. I didn't know. I went in the other day and I said, "Oh, I, I would like some Bacardi One Five One." And they said they made they stopped making that a long time ago. And oh said, no well, shit! I guess I said uh, that this shows how much how uh, yeah I can't talk how often I even drink stuff. Yeah, so I got some. Venezuelan stuff they gave me. <laughs> uh, little Venezuelan rum. Hey, tell your um, tell your cousin if we're. I got this great idea for an Instagram account that if he wants to sponsor it, that's going to be right up his alley. Hey, he said that uh, he 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 uh, invested in an alternative uh, something close to OnlyFans. He said it was. Uh, I wish he started, he got some business purpose to start some other type of fans thing too. So if you ever hear of something other than OnlyFans, it's probably him. Okay. So keep your credit card, <laughs> keep your credit card numbers to yourself. Well, thank you for the story. What a great story. All right. Tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Bye. I would never give my credit card to a, any site like that. I just automatically assume they sell it off and your identity's gone. I just, I just can't see pain for anything like that when it's like I can just like accidentally stumble upon it like when I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, only feet. Yeah, only feet. <laughs> oh man, I'm panicking. It's nine thirty. I have ninety minutes to uh, prepare. I'm already prepared for Travis Mayer, but I have to prepare for Velner and Raptus, Alexis a little bit more. Yep. You know, you know what would be crazy about doing a show in here with other people too is I'd have to be careful what I eat. Why? Like we have dry, like shit your pants over there. What? Yeah, we have dry. We have a ton of dried apricots that my dad brought back from Armenia that <laughs> that are like, and I've just been just busting ass in here. It must it must be smell horrible in here right now. <clears throat> oh shit! It's um, funny. Just a couple hours ago, I was in there. Yeah. I had the door open when you were in here. <laughs> uh, Coke and taxes. You're only let, uh, same doctor pushing this message. Okay. We talked about that already. Uh, you guys want to finish with Cody Anderson? Purge has been postponed. You guys know the CrossFitter up north and in, in the north in Washington? Let's look at this insanity. Woke California, non-creatives. Oh, uh, what's what's that say about obese people? Kill switch in all cars in five years. Mm. Benetton ad. Uh, make sure your kids see you train. 
methamphetamines. Oops, wrong message. A message from Uncle Dana. Okay, let's finish with this. Me, uh, me, no, let's go back to Cody Anderson. Sorry, let's go back. This is good. Um, I got it. I saw it. I was, okay. Yeah, I was following along with you that time. Okay. Uh, 308, look how strong this dude is. This Do we need the sound, or is it just going to play a song? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, this is the best... Uh, this is the I, I guess he's doing his own programming here and he's been experimenting on himself. He says this is the best squat cycle I've ever written. Either that or all those ancestral tenants I've been injecting or I mean implementing into my life. You asshole, Cody. Uh, I'll be testing this on all lifters once I'm done and then we'll have it up for sale. If anyone is interested first uh, WL cycle dropping in about eight weeks. If all goes according to plan. I know I've been super delayed on this. Sorry, everyone. Lots of things outside my control, but it's going to happen this time. Okay, let's check this out. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Uh, 380 uh, pounds uh, front squat at weighing 172. And four weeks later, 385 pound front squat at 174 for one. Oh, wow. Two. Three. Damn. It is something else. Wow. Yeah, he's blown away. You can see it yeah. on his face. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who, if that person was in a Halloween costume, that person that was uh, spotting for him. <laughs> I can't I can't tell exactly what's going on there. I want to see him again now that you said that. In a Halloween costume. Yeah, like, it, it, or, or maybe that person just hasn't been in the sun or it's a vampire. I just can't tell what I'm looking at. He has, like, the same outfit on as I do right now. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to go to seattle boy yeah god cody strong yeah and, and you know what too the difference of that first rep versus those those three right there he was in he like stayed in a really good position and the bar speed was stayed the same that third rep was a little slow but hardly and you know uh, what they say if you could front squat it for a triple you could clean it oh really i didn't know i wow i didn't even i've never heard that yeah i Fuck, I think it's a, a Glenn Penlay thing. Uh, Cody's a free, crazy strong. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, he is. Oh, so this is Pedro in Ireland, and I think they're eight hours ahead of me, which would mean it's 5.30 in the morning there, 5.36. Is that true? So. Peter, put in, put in what time it is right now. I mean, we could Google search it, but it'd be cool if you just put in the comments. Judy, are so that's the question. Are you going to eat? Now, that's the question. So tomorrow's my fasting day. It's 930. I know I shouldn't eat, but I know there's a ton of food in the house. Yeah. What was, I think what was Haley making some like sweet potato thing in the oven? Yeah. Did that smell good? Oh, it smelled so good. And I didn't think there's, I was that hungry because I had that bar and stuff in the car and I like ate that in one second on the drive and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm starving now. It, it's got so much garlic on it. It's it's gonna i'm gonna explode i can't wait oh it smelled so good we've had cody on the show yeah he was great mm -hmm. he was like he was in the beginning it is 537 yeah his son woke up at 450 bang, bang on a pot. <laughs> it's a great alarm clock liver king and shack i bet this stirs you up oh man these might be old ones let me see if there's something crazy at the top here hey you know what worked for the last two calls that might be kind of a cool thing to test for the call-in uh -huh. is like 
I mean, that obviously wasn't planned. The story about like you saying like, "Hey, I wonder who's just like crazy rich, well off, but just works at a Starbucks because that's what they just want to do." Yeah. And then people called in with those stories. We you could open it up like that where we riff off that and be like, "Hey, if you guys know anybody that's like that or have a story of it, call in and let us know." And then it it, it just gives a call a little direction as to where they need to go. Oh. Okay. Okay. Trying to crack the code on this uh, column thing. Yeah, I know there's a way to reduce the friction, and it's all about reducing friction between what we need them to do and them doing it. What's the biggest penis you've ever seen in person? Welcome to ladies' night, <laughs> <laughs> or dudes, whatever. We don't discriminate. Yeah, <laughs> Call in yeah. and let us know. <laughs> that one we don't even say. Call in and let us know. We just kind of like think, hmm. <laughs> Hmm, five minutes ago. Um yeah. you tell some story where the biggest one you've ever seen is like four and a half inches. So everyone's like, fuck, I got a story. Saw a five and a half inch one time. <laughs> Wait, what is Allison? I don't understand how you guys are able to go so fast. I, I gnaw my arm off. Oh, how you guys are able to fast. Okay. I read that oh. completely wrong. You're all you're young. It's it's different. Okay, here we go. It's a big a giant cock story coming in. Travis, hi. Biggest penis I've ever seen in person story. <laughs> <laughs> I had to because it's literally stuck in my brain. Okay. Yeah, so, the biggest so one I've I ever just, seen a person stuck in my brain too. I totally that dude that in the shower stuck in your brain than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Good point. I've got some great stories about it too. I hung out with that penis for like 15 years and the stories. The stories are just nuts. Well, you hung out with that penis longer than I hung out with the biggest penis I've ever seen. Thankfully. So I grew up in Iowa, small town in Iowa, basically all white, correct? I go to college. All all what? All white? Basically all white. My. my high school, everything pretty much all white. Okay. So I, uh, there wasn't I like a one college. kid from like Thailand there who's like the smartest kid in math, best kid in math, or nothing like that. Uh, few and far between. Okay. <laughs> so I go off to college, I play football, and not all white. Right. And I'm not shooting you in the locker room. I looked over and went in my head, went, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say it in my head when I saw it. I fucking jumped out of my skin. (laughs) I was like, I thought I won the, you think I won the lotto when I saw it. Yeah. Well, that was my thought was, wow, he won the lotto. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not, not, I didn't win the fucking lotto. (laughs) Hey, he did. Did he, was he even trying to hide it or anything or was he kind of proud about it? Oh, hell no. No. Oh, no. The term cocksure came from. Yeah. Right. No towel. we were in the towel and co- and then I mean, so I went to college in. Let's see, this was ninety five through ninety eight, so there was no walls in the showers. It was right. open showers. Right. We didn't have we didn't have privacy. The Sandusky. So there you go. All right, somebody else needs to call in with their giant cock story. Awesome. Hey, um, did no one ever said anything? Like no one's like, holy shit. Uh, Tyson, I can't believe how fucking giant <laughs> Lamar, your cock is so, huge. No one ever said anything. God, I wish I could fucking remember his name. I cannot remember his name. But it wasn't Lamar or Tyson. I was showering alone with this dude the first Cedric, time I saw it. Oh, there was one. 
Oh, Cedric was one. Cedric. Yeah, that's a good name for a giant, so, yeah. a giant cock. Right. And you know what's funny? He was probably five, four, maybe. Oh, there is. See, the world is a fair place. There's balance in this world. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah, I know. I know. What a great planet. <laughs> Hey, it was probably a six-inch dick, but he's 5'4", so you, you got all fucking confused. Definitely wasn't sick. <laughs> Maybe around. I was friends Shit. with this. I was friends with this guy for at least five years, and then one day we oh, were okay. showering on a on a camping trip in Mexico together. <laughs> that faithful night. And you think, think it's. For five years, how did you hide that? Oh, I had, oh, I had so many questions. He was like my best friend ever, and I, I, I got to just unload, dude. I got to ask every fucking question. We were in a, we were in a, con- a literally a, a cinder block shower that's like fifteen by fifteen <laughs> with two pipes yep. that you don't can't even turn the water on and off. It's just two pipes, one for him, one for me, and cold water just poured out of them. And I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm like, I've never been naked around him. He's been my friend for five years. I'm naked. I'm showering off. And uh, I look over and I'm just fucking can't even believe what I'm looking at. <laughs> if you, if, if you ever want to, uh, whatever, do you, uh, you follow Fluffy Duck, follow Fluffy Duck's account because he will make some awesome videos on it. Like guys, guys running like in track. Oh yeah. 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 I've seen those. Around. Yeah. The guys with it just bouncing. Yeah. Nikki Rod the other day, the the guy uh, who's been on this podcast a couple of times made a a, a a video. He's he's working out in his on his driveway, and you just see his dong swinging around in his boxer shorts. <laughs> I need to make pants. one of those. Watch out for the gray sweatpants. Goodness! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank there you. you hey. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate. It. Sure. Get, get your uh, Vindicate shirts at uh, Wadapalooza. Travis will be there. Yeah, he has seen a giant penis. <laughs> Is it awesome. weird that I chubbed up in that story? Not at all. Oh, we were just any quite. We were just trying to. We were just fishing for stories. Uh, do you know yeah, someone who? She was asking what are the questions you asked your buddy. Oh, because you were like I had so many questions. Uh, one of the questions I asked him is how big it gets when it's erect. Oh, I got it. it I, I feel like I've told all these stories on the podcast before. <laughs> Have I told all these? I've heard that one before, but I didn't hear the specifics on questions afterward. And and if there were girls around, it was really safe. I could ask him anything. You know what I mean? And we were in Mexico and there was, it was a group of like 16 of us. So I would just wait till we had a few drinks in us. And it'd be like just me and him and like a couple of girls sitting at a table and I would just start bombing them with questions. <laughs> and dude, it can't. It, <laughs> Did it work? I mean, we're chicks like, dude, it that? came to a point where every girl there wanted to see it just because of my incessant just, fucking talk about it. They're just so, super curious. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I got to pee so bad and it's, I got to go. I can't just start launching into giant cock stories, but it, it was, it was ridiculous. And I'll tell you this. He was holding a, uh, a can of, no, he was holding a bottle of Pacifico. And, 
and and he, and I go how and there was this girl there and I go how big does that thing when it gets hard and he looks down at his bottle and I go that's how long it gets he goes that's how thick it gets <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was already it was as long as a Pacific bottle Pacifico bottle limp when I saw it but it was ridiculous and I'll tell you one other story oh my goodness I set him up with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but this is such a good story i don't want to rush this story this is such right, a good let's story. save it leave it on this, the this this girl only weighed like she didn't weigh 100 pounds she looked like angelina jolie not bad looking and they had both just gone through breakups and i set them up <laughs> and uh i verified this story with with both of them and so they she spends the night at his house and I said, Hey, did you guys hook up? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, did you guys have sex? He goes, kind of shrug his shoulder. I go, what, what did she say when she saw your penis? He goes, she looked up at me and she goes, I can try. <laughs> <laughs> and I go later on, I asked her, I'm like, did you say that? She's like, yeah. Have you seen it? I go, yeah. She's like, yeah, there's no, you can't promise anything with that thing. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay. I, yeah, yeah. Go, well, play the commercial and go pee. No, I can't. I have to. I have to. I can't. And, and the show's. I know my mom hasn't made it this far into the show, so it's okay to bring up giant penis socks. But um. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll bring him up more often. He, there's so many good stories. The giant penis. This uh, man he, it was an endless and a good dude. No one. A good, like, if no, no, like a good dude, he deserved it. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, we, uh, we are, are you on tomorrow morning? Or are you teaching? Uh, I can, I can be for the first, for the first portion of it, but then I have okay. to go to the gym. We're starting I think Caleb will, I think Caleb will be on and Brian Friend will be on. Caleb and Brian are on, yeah. Uh, we'll have Travis Mayer and then Patrick Vellner and then Alexis Raptus all in one show. And then we got so much coming up. Mm hmm. Uh, okay. Thank you for everyone, uh, joining us. Uh, I love this Josh Bridges. No, not a Josh Bridges story. This was a giant man too. This was a, this is a giant man. Everything about this. Yeah. Everything about, no, it still wasn't proportional. <laughs> still wasn't, but every, no, no. Uh, okay. Uh, soon let's talk about your giant penis, uh, Jeremy on the next show guys. Uh, love you guys. Uh, what a great day. And uh, thanks for tolerating our test earlier. And we will see you uh, tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Adios.